Hi, this is Eric Zabatsky, the artist of the dregs, and this is 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Wow, that was forceful. A little bit. I liked it. You thrust that woohoo upon them. My body. Yep. You exercised it. Did this? This. uh, If we, if we record Sunday night, this is the penultimate recording from my my long time recording area. I'm finally getting rid of this desk next week. Cool. There we go. Are you are you redesking it, or are you going to chop it up for firewood? Uh, I'm um, giving it away. Someone's coming to take it Wednesday. Nice. So, um, yeah, and and it's it's where bullpen bulletins was recorded, and yeah, so this has been with me for a while. It, it outlived its usefulness. It it just takes up way too much room in oh. in my room. So, gotta go. Right, a construction going on next door. Fook. What Jeez. is that anyway? It's it's uh my wife is putting up some fruit floating shelves. I guess oh. so. You're gonna have to scrape the magic nose goblins off from underneath that desk before you regift it, you know. There's no magic nose goblins. There might be um well no, that's why I always have a sock. But there's um there really Ooh. isn't anything to <laughs> Yeah. Ew. But uh no, it's it's um it's fine. It, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's it's weird, man. It, it's just it's it's not seeing it for for a while. It, it, it ain't no thing. It's just one of those things which I, it dawned on me. I'm like, okay, I'm sitting down and ready to record with y'all, and I'm like, this is gonna be weird because I don't know where I'm gonna be recording from next Thursday unless I get a little unless I get a desk for next week. But yeah, it sounds back like- down to the kitchen where you like the acoustics. Yes. The acoustics are very nice down there, and they're very nice here as well, because you know what, everybody? It's 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 579, and I am Vince B. You are Vince B. In your face. And in my ears. Yes. And I'm David A. Price. My man. Yes, you are, and I'm Burgermeister Meisterburger. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no, you're not. I'm just thinking of that list we just went over. No, you're not. You're Jason Wood in the Christmas what? spirit. Yes, as usual. All together again, as we will be here on out, right? For the rest of the episodes of 2018, we're going to be all together, right? Uh, to be determined. Oh, man. Right? Because, you know, there wasn't enough. Leave. Well, one of us isn't, isn't, a, isn't a hater or non-participant of Christmas. Yeah, Christmas is bullshit. You're the hater. Yeah. <laughs> but we wouldn't be recording on Christmas. No, but it's, he's just talking about the, the season in general. Season. Yeah. I got business oh. to take care of. Business. Oh, well, you know where else we, we got business to take care of? Where? At Discount Comic Book Service. Oh, of course. DCBService.com. One more time. DCB. As in boy, service.com, where you can get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door for a very small, minute, infinitesimal fraction of what the other guys are paying at the other places. To wit, from Antarctic, 
one of my favorite companies, you can get exciting comics. Number one, this is a big deal for fans of the heap anyway, and um, a lot of public domain characters. Here's the, the pitch. For the first time in over 70 years, Exciting Comics returns to stores, exclamation point. In this premiere title, Antarctic Press introduces the Superverse, a new shared universe that combines classic public domain characters such as Black Terror, ding, and The Heap, ding, with a host of new original heroes. Now, here's the icing on this already delicious cake. The cover price is only $1.99, but... You can save 45% off that and get it for a dollar nine at Discount Comic Book Service. A dollar nine? Where are you going? You're not going to mm-hmm. find a comic that, it, unless you order from Alterna, which I do, that's in the zone. You pay about a buck in, in small change for those. But this is from Antarctic. It's going to be on awesome paper, full color, a dollar nine. My goodness. From Black Mask. They want to tell you that nobody is in control. Written by Patrick Kindlon with art by Paul Tucker in a very Eddie Campbell vein. It's a four-issue limited series that uh, probes into a deep, twisted web of conspiracy going back hundreds of years. It's like they telegraphed it right to my soul. Cover price is three ninety-nine. Your price dollar 99 and last but certainly not least jason and david have both extolled the virtues of this book i have not read it i want to it is written by jody lehoop and illustrated by the amazing nathan fox it's called the weatherman trade paperback yes. volume one seventeen ninety nine cover price but you because you're sexy and smart can have it for eight dollars and ninety nine cents dcbservice.com doesn't mind late orders or order editions and here come the footsteps clap 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 who dat oh it's my books coming right to my front door do it dcbservice.com nice um, terse it's a terse one you heard that's right what do we what do we got to drink here well kick us off um well i'm drinking both Myself and my keyboard are drinking some Yingling traditional lager because I have it and I haven't had a chance to get some wine. So I'm polishing this off. There's about 10 more cans left unless they get consumed during um, Christmas because we have it at our house. It's living hell. Um, I, I will be polishing these off one by one. And I have four here. So, yingling, yay. Sorry. Yay. Yay. <laughs> what you got, Jason? I got some Sterling Vintner Reserve. Nice. The, uh, the, the the same table wine I've talked about many times of late. Polishing yes. off another bottle here. Nice. Rut. Rut. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Better than drinking that, drinking that Trump water. It is. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, I did not have time, like Vince, to run out and get some wine, so I am still enjoying the um, the bottle I opened last week of the Francis Opal Diamond Collection Ivory Label Cabernet Sauvignon. Sweet. So, do we have thank yous? Yes. 
I do too. Yes. Why don't y'all go first, Jason? Okay. Uh, first, want to shout out Mr. John O'Neill, who, in addition to being uh, an amazingly supportive patron, he was kind enough to send me uh, the beautiful hardcover collection of Wallace Wood's Canon. Oh, nice. Which, <laughs> That's dirty. You know, it's dirty. It's dirty. It was created for the GIs. Yep. So it had intentionally had nudity on almost every page. So it's uh, it's basically a, a spy comic with lots and lots of uh, nakedness. It's wonderful. And I, I, I thank him for it. I uh, showed it off on a Patreon video for those that are on the Patreon. But um, And then a uh, sh- special shout-out to Mr. Stephen Water for putting together the annual EOC gift exchange, which for those that participate on the Facebook group, uh, Stephen asks uh, for names. And if you're interested, you give your name in, and he does his magic little lottery system and assigns everybody someone else to gift. And uh, it's been a lot of fun, as always, seeing – uh, on the Facebook group, people showing off their wares. Some of y'all are crazy generous. Chris Marshall gave someone like an entire comic book store. I know it. It was amazing. It was, crazy. It was like eight omnibus. Yeah, but um, I but want my, him. I, yeah, my my recipient was uh, Mr. Eric Harmon. And listen, it is not easy to give to be the recipient or to be the uh, the sender for any of us because as as people listening to this know, we read a lot of comics. We own a lot of comics. So when I get something, I'm I'm always just thrilled at the gesture, and I, I never assume that it's going to be all new stuff to me. And somehow, my dude sent me all new stuff. Um, the first thing was that Zagor that I had mentioned that I got. He had had it sent directly from the publisher. Uh, that beautiful uh, Zagor, the Lost World signature edition. Yeah, it is. Nice. But in a yeah, in a separate package, he sent me uh, the Shock by Aftershock, the Shock uh, Horror Anthology, hmm. the hardcover anthology which has got a hell of an awesome set of creators. Um, He sent me The Conspiracy of Ravens by Leah Moore and John Repian with Sally Jean Thompson on art by Dark Horse. And last but certainly not least, he sent me the 20th anniversary nearly complete essential Star Child by James A. Owen. And inside of the book is a full sketch and signature of the author and the uh, illustrator. Jeez. So super, super cool. And it's one of uh, it's a limited edition of uh, two thousand copies. So very, very cool. And I have never read this. So um, very excited, very excited for all of them. So hell of a job. A toast to you, Eric. Nice. I'm going to springboard off something you said. Like yourself, John O sent me a book. Was it canon? No, it was the Craig Yo behaving ma- behaving madly. Aha! Uh-huh. You know, the, it's a a litany of of all of the mad imitators. There's about fifty pages of illustrated text and then examples from all of the many magazines that sprung up the parody humor. Uh, type magazines that sprung up in Mad's wake. And it's an amazing, amazing book. I, I, I started going through it, but I didn't, f- you know, consume it all. So I'm not going to bring it to the show this week, but very soon I will. Uh, it's just a, a great little tome. And just today, came home from a boring night at work, and there was a box waiting for me on the table, and it was from Jeff Douglas. 
And I open it up, and what is it? Um, Long-time listeners of our show know that Jeff has this amazing um, art form that he's created. He gets dollar store birds, budgies, and he crafts them into characters. He'll do some sculpting on them. He does some beautiful paintwork. And in the end, it is a bird in the guise of one of our favorite characters from comics. Well, I got... A Je- I received a Jeff Douglas budgie man thing. Oh, that's awesome. And it that is, is awesome. it is amazing. It's already on my bookshelf of honor up in the, the reading room, and I get to look at it every time I plop myself down in my, my chair. It's super. I should take pictures of it, shouldn't I? That's and, awesome. Yes, yes and I'll, I'll, I'll put them up on the Facebooks. because So now I have two. Jeff Douglas budgies. That's awesome. My, Mine got lost in the mail, never to be found. Are you serious? Yeah, we talked about it years ago. He made. It oh, you, I thought you meant like recently. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Well, I have a cable, and now I have a man thing. Because mm-hmm. I got the best mutant ever, and then now my favorite <laughs> character of all time. Word it. So thank you, people. It's you're too generous, and and I, I appreciate it very much, and I love you so much. Um, I also received something from John O'Neill. I did not open it, um, because I was going to save it for Christmas. Um, but I opened the box. It's the, the, the book is shrink wrapped. It's a hardcover. Um, if he hits us up on the slack after he listens to the episode, if he wants me to open it, I will. Um, otherwise it will, um, hang out until, um, Tuesday. I want to thank Mr. Matthew Allison for sending me Sweet Sepulcher 2. Shit, me too. I forgot to thank yes, him. Yes, exactly. I thought I mentioned that last week, but I don't you think You mentioned I it a couple weeks ago. I did. Okay. Um, and, uh, and that's when I okay, failed for, yeah, to thank yeah, okay. Mr. O'Brien for public education because I think we thought that we both had the same thing. And, and, and we didn't, but it's cool. Cause so, so, so this arrived. Um, so thank you very much, Mr. Allison. I want to thank uh, our good friend, Rod Hedrick. Um, he was kind enough to send me, uh, being the big Doctor Who fan that he is, uh, he is also a big fan of Big Finish, which produces the uh, Doctor Who audio dramas. And he... Um, I don't know if something happened because they are um, overseas, if um, if something got lost on its way to me or if because the timing was off because uh, I was we were moving. So who knows what the hell was going on with the address changes and things like that. Either way, it never made it to me. Um, so Rod and Big Finish rectified someone's error and, and I um, – I picked this up tonight, and it is uh, two Doctor Who um, audio dramas, one with Colin Baker called The Nowhere Place and one with Peter Davison called The Gathering. And um, I kind of like what Big Finish does with along with the, um, the CDs. They also um, include a little little magazine, kind of like what Eagle Moss does with, with, with the figurines, things like that. So um, I have some things to read there as well. And I believe... Um, 
that is it. Although I did finally get my um, Anvanda bag tonight. So I'll yes, that. there you go. I, I, I noticed that uh, I saw your blurb for the video. So I, I didn't want to see what it looked like until I actually had mine in my hand. So now I'll be able to watch your video. All right, word up. How are you liking it? Uh, I honestly haven't. It's still sitting where I did the video. I haven't had a chance to really dig into it yet. Gotcha. So um, one other shout out. Um, I forgot it was uh, it was my birthday this week, and I received a pretty cool gift from the CEO of my firm, my partner. I bet he he gave me uh, by John Morris the League of Regrettable Superheroes, half baked heroes from comic book history. Nice. Yeah, it's cool. That's a it's, good book. It is, man. Um, there's only one nit, and and it would probably disqualify it from ever having a place in David's uh, library. On the back, it says, look up in the sky. It's a bee. It's a clown. It's a giant eyeball. You know about Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man. Yep. Oh, boy. Yeah. No hyphen. No hyphen. I don't <laughs> know how you do a book about comics. You don't have, know how to hyphenate. But, but that well, being dude, said. Oh, mm-hmm. no, I was going to say, I mean, all things being equal. We have actual comic book creators who have written comic books who don't use the fucking hyphen on Twitter. So true, that's true. That's true. And that's but not a hashtag thing. That's just you know regular tweets. It's like seriously. But anyway. Yeah. But this is great. It's 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 what's really cool about it is it's it's basically a hot move. It's it's a page with the history of the character and then uh, a cover image from the char- with the featuring character. Um, and I must admit that just even leaving through it yesterday when he gave it to me. Uh, I I don't I didn't know at least half of these characters like hadn't even heard of them. It's because you so. you scoff at many of them, but that's okay. That's true. What they do you do. mean? Well, he was young. He was young. He's he's older now. He's you know he's yeah. had a birthday. He's all old. Wait, so life. you've heard of Pow Girl? Sure. Pow Girl. Yep. Really? <laughs> yeah. Paul Diaper oh. Man in it? Yep. It's a lie. Okay. You've heard of Rope Man, Diaper Man? Are they in there? <laughs> Ultra the Multi Alien? <laughs> oh hell yeah! <laughs> yes. I know. All right, well, 3D man, we know. Uh, AAU super superstar. Can't say that I've heard of. That gets one. his powers from from shoes. He gets his his powers from. Uh, trip you know, it's really weird. You know who's in here, and I don't understand why, because most of these are from like the the Silver Age. Adam X is in here. <laughs> wow, <laughs> brother Voodoo's in here. Well, aw. Oh, the one ferret. More. Have you heard of the ferret? Hell yeah. What? Yes. He said, what? the lie. Yes, I've heard of the ferret. Are you kidding me? That's a pure lie. Dude has a, a, a library of da- David, didn't Tom Derenick? Yes, wasn't wasn't the ferret actually, yeah. actually one of his yeah, first? Yeah, mm-hmm. it says it in here, yeah. There you go. Suck it. <laughs> right? How about Fat Man the Human Flying Saucer? Come on, dude. Are you go. serious? That was one of my columns for the website. Oh, it was? Oh, my God. We had a website? I don't remember. <laughs> I forgot we even had a website. <laughs> Jesus. What did you say your name was? Oh, yeah. Bona. Bona. Voya. That's my name. Tell me all the people I interviewed for the website. I know many of them. But you don't know them all. Russ Braun. Right. There's many. There's many. I can go down the list. But... And others. David. I want to thank um, the, the Dildonator. Oh, why not? Just for the name. Oh well, yes, just for the name. But he um, he was kind enough. Um, he he gifted the wife and I two bottles of uh, coquito. And what's awesome is that we know whose bottle is whose because Renee's is very 
nice little label with Frankie's face on it. It's called Frankito, and and you know it's a nice little beverage. Mine looks very much like hers, except it has an extra sticker on it because Frankie got our good friend Mr. Ryan Brownie to basically do a beer label style drawing of Frankie <laughs> on it. So I thought so, so so my wife knows which bottle is mine because it's the one without hers is the one without all the all all, all the handheld phallic shaped instruments and in the I mean it's it's a fantastic drawing and well he did that at New York Comic Con this year. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So um he, he used that uh that commission as as stickers for homemade beverage and i did not since i've been drinking wine i did not want to uh also drink a um a a uh, a coconut based alcoholic beverage filled with rum so i'll um have that maybe next time we get together nice okay but speaking of uh strong finishes as mm. you were you were talking about dr who it's nice did you see the last episode I did. I, I did see the last step. I, I saw the season finale. Yes, um, and I did not. There is one episode. It's still on the DVR upstairs that I haven't. Um, right. It's one of the earlier episodes of the season. I think it's like called Curb Lamb or something. I didn't see that episode oh, yet. That episode's but bad. Other than that, yeah, what? that episode's bad. 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 That's what I've heard. I yeah, saw that in the, in the Facebook group we have for Doctor it, Who. That they weren't. It was like the least favorite of the season. It's like Space Amazon Prime. It's it's bad. Okay. Um, but the, the season finished off very strong. It almost makes up for the string of bad episodes that preceded it. But it, technically you can watch the first episode and the last episode and you'd be completely satisfied. I think so. I, I, and it was because I, I, I appreciate the fact that they kind of like when the series returned with Eccleston and the uh and the ninth doctor where everything kind of led to the whole bad wolf thing and if you, you know right. paying, if you saw it, this this actually and because all throughout the season i was waiting for more tim shaw and and it, it just i we didn't get we didn't get daleks we didn't get cybermen we didn't get the traditional big bads and and i thought that that was a nice little change and, yeah so i didn't think of it as nice oh you wanted that yeah or you just Okay, no, and and that's I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been put off if that's what we got. I I, I appreciate them maybe kind of uh, changing things up a bit. I, it, it just it a couple of Centaurans wouldn't have hurt, you know, just something some old familiar at least because I wanted to see how she would interact with those characters, you know. And, and it, although I mean, now that she's pregnant, who knows? But it's it's uh, it's yeah, no, it's um. But you're absolutely right. I think I, I think they they bookended the series, the season uh, yes. perfectly. I, I and and because even even with um, with the return of someone who who left us way too early in the uh, in the first episode of the season, I, I I appreciated that return as well. Yeah. So there you go. Sorry, Jason. No, it's all good. Let's get out the way. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I also want to say before we get into the comics, uh, and I won't go into details because y'all haven't seen it yet, but for those of you who are either already on or about to be on holiday break, make sure you carve out two and a half hours. Take your ass to the movie theater and go see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Because 
it is a transcendently excellent film. It is so much fun. I've been telling people it's like Miyazaki meets Marvel. The uh, the animation is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And so many people that we love were involved in it in some way from Sanford Green to Jim Mafu to obviously Latour and Robbie and Rico. It's it's just it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful on every level. Um I just uh, again, I can't gush about the details of it because I don't. I don't want to spoil it, especially for Dap, who I know is eager to see it. But I can just tell you that it is absolutely fantastic from start to finish, and uh, easily, from my vantage, the best Spider-Man film. Not even close. Cool. I know Vince is going to run right out and see it. Mm-hmm. I'll see Aquaman first. Uh, that's cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that too. But I'm not in a hurry to see any of them. You know, when I see him, I see him. Sure. Yeah. Yes. You're our, you're our, you're our resident wet blanket when it comes to the superhero I'm movies. Sorry. It's true. It's all sorry, good. Sorry. Even though you love animation. I, I certainly do. And and it would be something to bring to my class, which would be great. But, you know, we'll see how it... We'll see. We'll see when we see. It's great. Yeah. It certainly looks good. What I've seen looks real good. It's very cool. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some comics. Let's do it. What do you we, want to talk about? we all read a uh, a collection. Now, I didn't know this was um, when I dove into this. I didn't know this was originally released in single issues because this company is a uh, a mystery. It wasn't. Well, well, it was. All, all no, they offer it. They offered all at the same time. That's what I'm saying. It's simultaneous. Yeah. Right. What? Wait. What is this now? Uh-huh. All right. Let's get into it. Are you talking about TKO? Yes. Okay. Excellent. Okay. So. Vince is talking about we are, along with seemingly half of the internet, um, introduced to, in the last few weeks, TKO Publishing, which literally, TKO Studios, a.k.a. TKO Publishing, which literally burst onto the scene seemingly from nowhere. And it is the, um, essentially, it's a totally, it's a, and it's attempt to launch a new public comics publishing line that has a completely different business model. It's the brainchild of uh, two guys, Salvatore Simeon, who's the CEO, and uh, and then Zishun, uh, which is T-Z-E-C-H-U-N, who is the uh, co-publisher and seemingly the, f- the face man based on what I've seen over the last two weeks. Um, and yeah, they just came onto the scene out of uh, nowhere with uh, all this buzz where they released four series and their model is not to use the direct market. They released four um, hardcover collections and four and the same four series in single issues. And you can buy them from TKO directly on their website, either as bundles or in the collected form. They are also providing every first issue of all of their series for free to read. So that's the model they're going for. I don't, I think the, um, and they will be available on Amazon soon, according to the video yeah. I watched on Twitter today. Um, I don't think they were offered as hardcovers. They, you can, oh, they you can get, you can get the six issues, single issues. You can get a trade or you can get the six issues in a nice little presentable box. That, oh, that that's, that must be shop. what I'm thinking. Cause I saw right. pictures of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah, because everybody's doing unboxing videos of like you know, yeah, Sarah and yeah, things yeah. like that. Um, it's it's a fantastic. I I think it's it's because you know, so many times we hear 
well, why don't they just why don't they wait to solicit it until it's done? Hell and yeah, that's kind of what they're doing. But they're giving it. You can binge read if you're a single issues dude. You can just get that and read the individual issues, and 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 you're good to go. Or if you like things, if if, if you're a collector who who likes collected editions and and want to see them on your bookshelf. All nice spines facing out. You can go ahead and you can still get the trades. Um, and that same time, if, if you like things looking good on your bookshelf and you like single issues, then you go ahead and you splurge for the uh, for the collector's box. But um, the fact that whether you are a trade reader and you don't have to trade weight or you like the single issues, if you know you and your buddy have different tastes on how you consume your comics. They got you covered, and and you can both read along at the same time, and not. It's it it really it it's it's. I dig the idea. Um, what I dig even more is when I am reading really really good stories, and and that I think as as cool as this hook is of you can get whatever kind of flavor you want to read your comics in. Um, if no one wants to read the story, it really don't matter. And so far, what I've read, I think people are going to want to read these stories. All right, I, I, I don't. I'm just hum, just humor me for one second. Uh-huh. I don't understand the concept of publishing all six issues as singles. And so, you have people who like the single issues, yeah, it's just. But the the, the whole the, the whole reason for a single issue is because they're not released. They're released monthly or bi monthly right. or but so. But okay. But what's I, I don't understand what's well no because a lot of people don't like to buy trades they want they right. want issues they've got all those comic boxes they want to put single issues in them they like they like seeing complete runs if so I, I definitely get what you're saying yes traditionally when you look at people like when when you look at I hate Fairyland when you look at Rumble when you look at Deadly Class or, or Walking Dead perfect example Fear Agent you know people you you supported Remender by buying the single issues and. For people who didn't want the single issues, like Criminal, uh, Brute Maker does it all the time, you you can go ahead and, you, and, and you're supporting them because this way you know if I'm buying the single issues, that's giving them the ability to then collect it and send it out to a broader audience. You're not getting that now. but And, and our mindset, because we've been reading comics for so long, is yes, normally the trade, the collected edition, comes out six months after the first issue drops and and that's just the way things go but because of the ability because people have been trained to wait for that trade you still have people who like to buy their comics in a certain format tko is scratching both those itches i think right and just to be clear because i'm on the site now by the way for those that wonder, you go to the website is TKO, like technical knockout, TKOpresents.com, yep. and you will see it all right there for you. But each each, each series is available. There's uh, digital. It's you get all you get the whole series digitally for fourteen ninety nine, which comes out to two fifty an issue. You get the, you can get the six issues in print along with the collector's box for twenty four ninety nine. So that's uh, what like um, four dollars four four dollars and change per, per issue, or you can buy the paperback. Which is seventeen ninety nine. That's the and reason you can get it. The and and Vince, you'll love this because their books, their physical books, are about a an inch taller than your traditional comics that you get in the shop every week or get Ooh, from DCBS. Oh, They're so slightly bigger. 
hence the slipcase, because if they didn't do the slipcase, collectors would be up in arms because they would not fit within a traditional bag. Right. I am actually curious about that. I just discovered that before we started recording. I actually think that may be a misstep. Because if you're going to buy the issues, be, you probably want to have them in your long bag board. And right, yeah. yeah, that 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 might be a misstep with the with the single issues. It might, I mean, it'll stand out. It'll pop a little more on the um. On now, the granted, shelf you have the trade. It, yeah, and it and the you, there's not only one type of of comic book bag too. So you can get. I, I would good. I would bet right. that they fit in a in a golden age or maybe yeah. in a silver age. That's bag. quite possible. Or a magazine. The, yeah. Now, now since since Jason is on the site. Now I knew about one of the upcoming titles. I did not know about Sentient, and I am extremely excited for that. Yeah, so so there are there are four titles out already, and again, you can read the first issues of those four titles if you go to that website. No problem. Um, we, uh, you know, full disclosure, we were. Uh, it was. I, I got to give them credit. I, I I hit them up on Twitter because I was seeing lots of creators showing off their. Uh, their goodie packages that TKO sent them, uh, hit them up on uh, Twitter and Instagram, just said, hey, you know, introduced ourselves, said, if do you have a press relations person or whatever, we'd love to talk to them. And uh, and Z Shun, the, the publisher, hit me back personally, and we, we chatted back and forth, and he very kindly added us to their comp list. So we were able to read, uh, we were provided digital copies of all of their uh, series in their entirety, which is awesome. But you can, again, read the first issues yourself before you try, before you buy. But the, fir- the four series that are out and available now are Sarah by Garth Ennis, Steve Epting, and Betty Brightweiser. And we'll, I think we're going to get into some of these from the content, so I'll, I'll, and we'll talk about what they are yet. Um, the Seven Deadly Sins by, uh, by Zishun, the publisher. Uh, Artyom Trakhanov, who Vince must have plotted when he saw that. Love him. I, I, own, I own original art from him. Do with uh, Julia Brusco on colors. Yep. Goodnight Paradise by Josh Dysert, Alberto Ponticelli, and Julia Brusco. Uh, and then The Fearsome Dr. Fang, also by Zishun, and Mike Weiss with Dan McDade and Daniela Miwa. Those are the four that are out. Uh, and just to be clear, they're very explicit. They are not going to do the superhero thing. These are going to be not other genres of comics. Uh, the four that are coming soon, and I don't see any indication of when, but I, I do think it's not too far off. Um, the Banks by Roxanne Gay and Ming Doyle, uh, as David mentioned, Sentient by Jeff Lemire, our boy, and Gabriel Walta of the Vision fame. Uh, Eve of Extinction by Sal and Steven Simeone, who calls Salvatore, is the CEO. Uh, Nick Varela and Ruth Redmond. And then last but not least, Pound for Pound by Natalie Chaidez, Andy Belanger, and Jordan Boyd. So, Absolute top notch yeah. creators. Yeah, they're killers. Right off the bat. Yep, yep, yep. Top notch. Yep. And I think it's a very ballsy, and uh, it's a move that gets a lot of respect from me that they're sure. uh, going outside of the direct market. Because it. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, yes, our sponsor relies on the direct market, but it's a dinosaur. That one distributor controls an entire. Um, Art form, it just doesn't make sense. And these guys are right. going around it. I, I, I wish them the best of luck. I hope it works because in any way you can circumvent Diamond, it's, it's a good thing. I think. Why should art be at the, um, under the control of just one entity? Doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, Zishun, the publisher, he, 
he is a, a well-established writer uh, and director in Hollywood. He is a not the head writer, but he's one of the main writers and directors of Gotham, as an example, as well as Once Upon a Time. Wow. So, yeah. So, and I just I was reading a little bit about it. They, they're doing this full time. Um, they, they're they're making a go of it. This is their full time pursuit, and they are at least presumably at the start here pretty well capitalized because both, both he and Simeon are. are successful in their other endeavors you know meaningfully successful so i think that you know this is not a passing fancy like let's just see if we can do something they i think they've cl- clearly the fact that they have these eight series already in the books with these creators uh th- they've been working behind the scenes for a long time to make this happen yeah. and it's funny when we had jeff on and he was running through his uh catalog of things to expect this must have been the mystery project he couldn't talk about. Right, right. Because he did mention a bunch of stuff he was doing, including the sequel to Descender and the new OGN he's doing. And then he mentioned that he had a series that he couldn't really talk about yet. So it must have been this one. Yeah. I got to say, judging by the first four offerings, if the rest of their output is of the standards and quality that these things are, mm-hmm. they're going to destroy. They're going to dis- yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm I think so. Have a library of TKO books. On I my think show. so, man. I, I again, I don't know if you want to jump in first, Vince, but I will just say quickly. I read three of the four so far, and they're excellent. Like yeah, they legitimately are. excellent. Yeah. I mean, both art and story. And you know, I I will admit, if, and Z, if you listen to this episode, because uh, I told you I would send you a link if we talked about it. Um, when I saw that he was the writer of two of the first four series, I I put up an eyebrow a little bit because I thought, uh oh. Because honestly, I'd never heard of the guy, at least in terms of comics. This is his first comics work. And I worried, was this a vanity thing? Or, you know, was it a vanity project where he just he had some money? Yeah. And, he, and I got to say, uh, that was quickly absolved after the last few days of reading. Yeah. Uh, I, I think for his first foray into writing comics, dude is clearly a comic book lifer as a fan because it the scripts are well-paced. They're, the dialogue sharp. It's not overdone. It's not overly wordy. I, I thought it was. He. I think. I thought he did a great job in both. Yeah. Well, like like yourself, when I saw his name attached to two of the projects, I was like, "This smacks of Mike Richardson at Dark Horse," you know. <laughs> but it's not. I mean, love Mike, but the the art or the story, it, much more accomplished than than what. Uh, what Mike's capable of, but so, I, which ones have you read? I read completely, um, Sarah. Okay, and I started Doctor Fang. Samesies. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So. I'm. I'm. Uh, I think into the maybe the third chapter of Doctor Fang. I perused okay. all of them. Before, yeah, I read but, Sarah, uh, Doctor Fang, and Seven Deadly Sins. I'm surprised you read Doctor Fang. Right. Well, start <laughs> with Fang. High five, bro! I fucking loved it. Oh That's my awesome. God! Considering the era and, and the subject matter, adored I absolutely adored it. And fantastic. I thought as I was reading it, if this is what pulp's supposed to be like, then most pulp kind of <laughs> stuff. Supposed to be. Like- oh, you're so wrong. And you just had a birthday. Really? <laughs> you're so I don't know my birthday. I don't know how my birthday had to do with it, but okay. Uh, well, you should be older, older and more mature. Yeah, more yeah. more wiser. I just said I love the pulp story. More wiser. What's wrong with me? <laughs> That was good. So go ahead. Let's speak on. You speak. Someone. Well, you're the speak on Sarah. Yes. Let's talk about Sarah. Written by Garth Ennis, with art by Steve Epting and colors by Elizabeth Breitweiser. Um, Big surprise. Mister Ennis is engaging in a a war story. It's a a period piece. Um, Tail end of the Second World War. Correct. 
And you have the Russians trying to fend off the advance of the uh, of Hitler's Germany. And um, specifically, we are introduced to a group of snipers. But what separates them from your typical group of snipers, they're all women. And um, the best of the best is a woman named Sarah. We're, we're told the methodology of these snipers. They always go out in pairs. One will do the sniping, one will do the spotting, and um, they, they work in teams with the exception of this Sarah, who is quickly gaining... Um, well, it depends right, on what's, what's, what, size of the, what side of the skirmish you're on. The, she's gaining infamy with the Germans because she's racking up a hell of a lot of kills. And she's becoming a, a hero to the Russians because she's obliterating the, the, the Nazi scum. And uh, we, we see her in action. She takes out a, uh, a high-ranking German... Um, officer right in front of his men he's doing the the uh trying to bolster the troops and she just boom takes him out and splatters uh his men with his his uh mortal remains and um she was because she has been uh gaining um prominence she's invited to a uh she's decorated and while she's in this um, place, she overhears a number of, of soldiers talking, and she hears something that kind of shatters her, breaks her. See, her um, she's been trying to contact her village for a while, and she's, you know, uh, diverted and put off and, and pushed in other directions. And finally... Um, you know, they tell her that we, you know, because everything's so chaotic, we really didn't, haven't had word from, from the village and, and blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't look good though. It looks like the Germans totally raised the place and she's broken. But the, the real, uh, the crux of the biscuit is that the Russians, her own people, the people for whom she's fighting, the motherland, they dressed up in German uniforms and they went door to door and they knocked on the door and they said open up and all those that opened were were killed because you you should be steadfast in the the face of adversity and pretty much the their own people the russians raised the entire village killed her family and so now she's in a position where she's fighting for the motherland but the motherland done her done her wrong so she has a crisis of, of faith, of, of, of being. She has no family now. And she's, she's literally forced. I mean, she's serving. So she has to do what a, what a devout soldier would do and fight for the motherland. But she doesn't really want to. She questions everything. And, and all of the, the girls, or the women, sorry, in, in her little group, you don't do that. I mean, it's frowned upon to, to question uh, authority, but yet she's like, why are we doing this? Why did you, do you not think about the, the, the joke that this is? We're, we're out here fighting and, and we're not being told the truth and, and we're being led astray and they're doing horrible, despicable things in the name of, of, uh, you know, the motherland. And it's just not right. But then you don't say stuff like that. But so Ennis is amazing because he, gets a person like myself 
completely enraptured in his storytelling and and by myself i mean that i'm not a, a huge fan of of the war genre mm-hmm. i i mean when it's done really well like bob Kaniger and and um joe kubert when, when the stories are 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 well done yeah i'm i'm down with it but like Kaniger, ennis knows that it's not a war story the war is just the backdrop the the real story here is this this struggle that this Sarah has, the crisis that she's undergoing in in herself and and loss of family, the the thing for which she held most high is now gone, and the second thing her her country that has basically stabbed her in the back, and so now she's in a position where she's just going through the motions like a zombie, and she's very good at what she does. So, um, and again, Ennis is, is smart because he, there's, there's a compliment to everything in the story. She is getting, Sarah is getting renowned as being this, this incredible sharpshooter, a scourge of the Germans. So what do they do? They bring in their own incredible sharpshooter. And now they have a battle. The two alphas are going at it. And the, the, uh, the German sharpshooter, is playing with her and she's smart enough to know that you know she'll she knows she smells a setup when she sees it and she is trying her best to get the 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 bearing of this person and it's a struggle right but all through the and again when i say he bookends things she destroyed a high-ranking german official when he was in the midst of rallying his troops. So what does the German sharpshooter do? The very same thing. There are a lot of compliments in this book. And early on, Sarah's kind of... She she frightens the women in her group because what she does is when she... After her kills, she places them face down on a live grenade with the pin, with the the, uh, the trigger depressed by the body. So when... Other Germans come to see who got killed and they flip up, flip over the body. They are too destroyed by this grenade. So it's, it's really smart thing to do, but that has a play in the story as well. And it's just, it's just an amazing story, but it's not a war story. That's just the, the, the framework onto which Ennis, you know, hangs this tapestry of, of this Sarah girl. I, I think it, the book was amazing. Book was definitely amazing. It, it's very much like the way people explain that The Walking Dead isn't a zombie story. It's, right. It's it's about this group of survivors. You're you're right, and I am not a big fan of of war stories myself. Uh, this was. I mean, we were going back and forth our our messages to one another on on Slack. Um, basically, kicked off because I know Jason read them after we did, but it. I I do not think, and I. Listen, I I love his work with Rebecca on Captain America. Velvet is is a fine piece of work, but I do not think Steve Epting has ever looked better than he does on Sarah. I don't I don't know if it's I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's working with Garth. I don't know if it's if if, if it's Betty's colors, but there's and the, be- the women are so beautiful, and and it's just. The colors pop off the screen. I can only imagine what it looks like when in, in on on paper. But it's 
it's a fantastic story. I know Ennis enjoys dabbling in the war. He's, 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 it was a backdrop when he's written about Nick Fury, when he's written about Frank Castle. Um, he had the, uh, he, he did the enemy a story. He, um, uh, the, um, the, the story he did for, um, the secret wars mini. And there was the, what the hell was that? The Eagle something for, or something Eagle that he did for aftershock. So I, we, I, I know that he, this is definitely a, a, a genre he's, he's well versed in. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still, even though the war is there and, and this isn't, you know, you don't see it American the first, this is just between the Russians and the Germans. And, um, everything you need to know is, is in these six issues. You don't have to, there's no, this isn't planetary where you're going to have to do some research at the end of an issue. This is just everything you need is on these pages and, and it just moves the story along. And it's such, I could not stop reading it. I read yeah. it once today. I, I sat down during lunch and start to finish. I was done. And Same. it was just, I, I could not, I put it down. And I was like, I can't, I don't know if I made a big mistake by making this the first story I read from TKO, or if this is just, setting me up for just some greatness from here on out. But it was it I I there's nothing in this for me to nitpick. I just I think oh, it is I a, find that really surprising because <laughs> as I was reading it, there's one part and I'm like, oh shit, Dap's out. Because what? Oh yeah, no, I knew. But yeah, see, but that's that's oh, one of those dogs, things yeah. where it's just yeah, it's it's that's um Well for those of you playing at home, there's a uh the the we're told that um, through this y- this one sharpshooter, her name is Liddy, she goes over and she starts petting this corral of dogs. She's like, oh, they're so cute. They're, you know, and, and they're like, don't get too close to yeah. attach to those dogs because what the Russians would do, they would attach explosives to the dogs and the dogs were trained to run under the, uh, the German war machines, the, the armor. And she's this Liddy. She's she's seasoned. She's she's heartbroken. She's like, yeah, oh my absolutely. god. As and then as we as they, there's a payoff because you see it in action. Um, yeah. Late, later on yeah. in the story. Um, the only thing I think I, I I mentioned was that even though considering the situation, considering the setting, the environment, what they're going through, it's like everybody stays as if you know they just stepped out of a Maybelline catalog. It and but hey, it's. Steve can draw the women, so I'm not I'm not not offended by it. But it is absolutely a um, I. They have no without makeup a doubt. On. I definitely I I definitely recommend this. It, it's just it's I know we kind of pretty much summed up the the story itself. Um, I know Jason hasn't chimed in yet, but it it's um, I don't. This is this is something I think. And it, I don't even want to say if you're a Garth fan, if if you're an Epting fan, I, you'll you'll enjoy this. I just think if if you really appreciate a solid, well told story, um, then then this is one of those one of those things that you don't have to look any further for. I I can't it seriously a very high recommendation for me. Yeah, and you know. Um... I'm the last person you want to hear this from because I don't like it when my 2D art is transformed into 3D cinema. 
but this would make a killer movie. I think they even have some, um, and I just, you know, just, and I don't want to go the whole legendary route, but I'm actually looking at some of the women in the story, and and I'm I'm thinking of the actresses who could play them. So whether whether Steve had that in mind or he used some references, if he had a swipe file handy, I, I'm not going to go down that role. But it, it's um, I can, it absolutely would make a um, yeah, a well, movie, without a doubt. They say there's nothing new in Hollywood. Well, here you go. You know this this would make a fantastic movie, and um, it would be a one and done, which is awesome, right? There there'd be no uh, yeah. milking this one. I mean, this would be a, a very powerful, hard hitting film, and I you know it could be done spectacularly. I think yeah, all the raw materials right here. Mm-hmm. Just take Ennis's dialogue word for word. It's perfect. It is. Uh, so what do you think, Jason? It was all right. No, no, um, no, nah, dude. I mean, you guys are hitting it. I, I don't know. I have a lot to add other than I just concur. I mean, um, I'm not sure I would maybe the only thing I wouldn't co-sign on is uh, I don't know that I'd say it's like transcendently the best work of Epting's career because I think Epting's had a lot of impeccable work. Um, I just think this is par for the course for him, which is excellent. Like, I think Velvet looks as good as this and so forth. But but I do think it looks amazing. So I'm not going to really it's a minor quibble. Um, I think that this is a hundred percent in Ennis's wheelhouse. I mean, I'd like to count up how many different places Ennis has told personal war stories now, because it seems like five or six publishers. Um, and has so, Ennis ever met a publisher he didn't want to work with? No, I know. I know. Especially if they'll publish a war story. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but honestly, I mean, if, if, if hearing you guys talk about it, and then I think about the beats of the story. I, I, I think it's, it's as perfectly executed as you can get I, yeah. because, um, Vince's point aside about what do, why even bother putting out issues, I will say because they do break it up within the story context as chapters with each issue being a chapter, uh, it certainly would stand up well as single issues Hell because yeah. it is yeah. paced the right way that like each, each issue has a, has a, a crescendo. And, um, the other thing I, I'm really stunned by, and this is, by the way, uh, a common theme throughout the first three of these books that I've read is in six issues, you're introducing me to a host of new characters and I'm feeling connected to them strong, strongly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not just the leads like this isn't just about Sarah. I mean, I think we get a good sense of, 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 of most of the women in this group as well as, as they're in their, their, how they're different from one another, how they're connected to one another. Uh, and that is not easy to do because we, they're these, these characters, we have no history with them. So just think it's, really well executed even even the final words um and, and and even the way that the story ends i just love i i just think it's a a, a perfectly a, a perfectly tragic ending for a war movie um yeah. a, a war story rather there go Freudian slip but yeah i mean I, I think this fits this this comic fits what would make an excellent war story even even with how it ends i, I just i think it was it was beautiful um yep yeah, and, and, and the and fact Betty that Wright-Weiser it, deserves credit too because there's certain effects like yeah. blood splatter and stuff, yeah. Yeah, which the could look really cheesy. And I think she adds yeah, exactly she adds texture to it, yep. and it makes it it makes it seem you know believable. And I will say that that uh, again, Ennis loves this genre. He loves war stories, and he loves World War II war stories in particular. And you can tell that he is a, a student of that that history because uh, he does get very technical in terms of. Uh, certain aspects of the the methodology of being a sniper and an effective sniper, 
yep. and the types of tanks that they're going up against or the strategies of of where you do or don't want to be in a firefight because of what what it will mean in terms of the enemy enemy being able to target you or not you know so uh yeah just 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 great and and I think probably much like you two I don't find myself seeking out war comics very often and I'm wondering if that benefits us here because we're not over inundated with war comics so this felt new and fresh to me in a way that maybe if I was just obsessed with war comics it wouldn't but uh yeah but but yeah yeah. But there's I really? mean there's there's a couple names in war comics to read the best of the best and that's Kurtzman, Koeniger, Kubert. I guess they all start with K. But um the the thing I I find especially smart about this story, particularly smart is that the future as they say is female in in a lot of um different media, comics, movies. I mean, we're seeing a a swell of female creators and and mm-hmm. i think that the fact that the focal point of this story is a group of females is is very very smart it, this is not commando you don't have arnold schwarzenegger going around with a gatling gun strapped under his arm the, these are it's not a superhero story it's not far-fetched these are very real people some of them make it through some of them don't you know, yeah. and there's there's one passage that has a supernatural tinge to it that I thought was amazing, and I'm glad he did that. Um, but in 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 the end, it it's a, it this is just a story of a group of women trying to one stay alive, and and two, except for Sarah, you know, do right by what they the things in which they've always believed. So who doesn't, who can't relate to that, right? Yep. Plus, Ennis knows his stuff, as Jason said. The the, yep. the data in this thing, as as someone who has um, a working knowledge of, of World War II, you know, um, but not to the point where I don't read those magazines that come come out every month about, you know, this, this battle and what um, what groups fought in it and what weapons they use and the tanks and the planes like i i I don't have the capacity to retain all that information so Mm -hmm. when ennis is telling me vis-a-vis through you know through the characters that this is what this does and you don't want to be around this when this happens because it's bad stuff you know and i believe him he's a very reliable storyteller yep because i have confidence that the things in which he speaks are true this is the way it was. Yep. That's just the way it is. I just, this book just knocked me on my ass. I love mm-hmm. Epting, but like Dap says, woof, this Epting is, woo, my God. It's, it's gorgeous, gorgeous. And, and Mark else agrees with me, so I win. There I you go. Win. You win. You always win. And, and again, big, winning. Big, uh, Betty is, I mean, we've seen Betty on, on Gabriel Hardman. On a bunch of different people, and I'm she sure always she yeah. always adds a beautiful spice to the to the mix. Agree. Yeah, I I I don't see so how good. this can't win over anybody that that takes the plunge. It's just an amazing it, amazing it, book. It, it it it's almost bittersweet because yay, I read it and it's amazing, but it's like I thought I might have had some of my Oklaskers kind of picked out already and, yeah. and now i'm like i you just 
through it. it, it Days before the end of the year, and and you're throwing a, a monkey wrench in it. But what an awesome monkey wrench, though! Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's a good problem to have. But, still. but what do you do? What cat? You can see the way in which these things are released. You could do this as your favorite limited series, and I could do it as my favorite collected <laughs> edition. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Because you yeah. get uh, there are many flavors to choose from. That is true. Yeah, it's a winner. Um, you guys haven't read Seven Deadly Sins, but it was a knockout. It uh, set in the 1850s in mm-hmm. Texas. Uh, it, it's it's a comic basically crafted for me. It is a getting the band together to go on a revenge mission book. You all know I love my roll calls. Um, <laughs> basically, the Seven Deadly Sins is a play on words. Uh, there's a group of death row criminals that are freed by a Mexican priest to go on a, a mission for uh, for a purpose, which I'll leave out for now, and have to head into Comanche territory to do it. And it's uh, each of the death row criminals has got a distinctive personality and skill set, hence being called the Seven Deadly Sins. And uh, it's a good old-fashioned Western Seven Samurai mashup. It's awesome. It's fucking great. It's And Trakhanov's art is perfect for this it's it's grimy and dirty and visceral and action-packed and i just uh i think that this would be a movie that like tarantino would just have a field day with if he ever got a chance to do it but uh i just thought it was wonderful i uh just just classic classic going on a mission got nothing to lose most everybody's not coming out alive and uh let the bullets start flying yeah I, I like I said because Trakhanov is so close to my heart. I paged through this, and it it looks like a Sergio Leone movie. Yes, oh, yeah. it, it really it does. Amazing. Yeah, well, probably. I mean, more 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 blood and guts on this on the page. Like but, Peck and Paw, yeah. then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but it's his art is just amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. It's nice to see him again. Yep, I haven't seen him in a while. But uh, and then I I'm surprised I'm the only one that finished uh, Doctor Fang. Today was a day and a half, but yeah, it yeah. was. Um, it wasn't through lack of trying because every I, it, it, Fang is another book where it's I turn the page. I, I I need more every time I turn a page. I, I I look at it and and McCade's art is Dan McDade is a goddamn art beast. Seriously, Seriously. yeah. I mean, goddamn. I I didn't. I see his name a lot in comics, but I guess he does most of the time. He's working on books. I'm just not reading. Right. So I was very familiar with the name, not very familiar with the product itself. And holy crap. A part yeah. of me, though, wonders if maybe the first I, – I, I'm wondering if there was any tryout involved or if the first issue was like a pilot because there seemed to be a – I don't want to say drastic. There was a slight change between his, his line work in the first and second issue. But, I mean, it's still solid throughout and, and it just it, – I, I dig the action scenes. Um, and getting back to what you said – about the characters before and everybody having a unique voice. There's nothing, there's nothing cookie counter about any character so far. And, and whether it was in Sarah or even in Dr. Fang, everybody um, just has their own personality and you can't just yeah, exactly. replace one character with someone else. Right. It's they're like, fully and, rendered, which is yes. so hard to pull off. They're not just, okay, we need a, uh, you know, badass muscle dude here. We need yep. obligatory uh, military soldier here. I mean, that you get a sense for who they are, and same thing with Doctor Fang. I mean, Doctor Fang is hella interesting. Yes, like he's <laughs> fascinating. 
for real, though. It is. No, right? I'm, I'm glad that you liked trio. it. Trio. It's a, it's a globe trotting trio, basically. Of, of yeah. a of a um uh, and uh, not an ex cop, uh, like a not, kind no, of a not, disgraced. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's still a cop, he's but he's been, been demoted been beat down to a beat cop. Right. He's been demoted to a beat cop. Uh, Doctor Fang, who who is the nefarious. Not what the, you expect. Right. Or exactly. The, yes. Yes. And then the ingenue, who happens to be a famous treasure hunter. Uh, and yeah, they go and they kick ass in search of. Oh, so the design of Doctor Fang too. It's amazing oh, design. It is. It is. And it was very. Um, that mask is incredible. That ma- and and the whole always oh, flying and it's like well no he just wants you to believe it so there's that whole little um, like the uh, um, you can't deny with the legal story just just everything is trying yeah. to yeah. it's just it's it's exactly what using he's just he's using exactly powers, the technology yeah. that's available now there's yeah. nothing there's, there's nothing out of this world about it it's like no it's magnets and and it's just so <laughs> it's stop. It, it's just, you know? No, I see. I wasn't even going there. Why'd you have to say that? How the hell so, do they work? How do they work? Okay, but it's it's um, it's <laughs> but just it's Dap yeah. the the art by McDade. Yep. Tell me, he's not in the Michael T. Gilbert school. He absolutely is. Yeah, he's absolutely amazing. Is. And and there's a um, especially with the uh, some of the shadows I was looking at, but there's also a little bit of Don Simpson. I was noticing. There's just there's 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 things here that. Um, it, it, I was torn because I'm like, okay, Sarah was absolutely fantastic. And I flipped through Seven Deadly Sins. But then I was looking at, I know Vince was all giddy. He's like, Dr. Fang. And I was like, all right. So it, this one's probably going to be in a bright of Vince's alley. Let's, you know, yep. I want to make sure that we're all going to be able to tag team on something, providing we can all, we all have a chance to read certain things. And um, I'm glad I picked this as my second. I, I wish I was able to finish it because I definitely want to get. The Seven Deadly Sins and the um, it's and as I was saying to you guys on on the Slack, there were there's definitely like not that Sarah's a real feel good book, but every every book I flipped through, I felt that you know okay, what kind of mindset do I need to be in or or, or you know and and the 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 uh the fourth one with the um goodnight paradise did not i i started reading the first few pages of that and were introduced to some of the characters and i i was like i don't think i'm in the right mind space to kind of just kick back and maybe enjoy if that's the right word this story so this will probably be the fourth this will be the last one i read of, of the first initial offerings um uh, as great as it looks, but these aren't exactly characters that I think I want to sit down and, and kind of have run it through my head sure. um, before the end of the year. Well, the only reason why I read Sarah first was because I assumed, and correctly, that it would be the one that clicked with both of you. Uh, well, yes. So far, all three have clicked for me. Well, I know, but surprisingly, the Dr. Fang clicked with right. you and and yes. and the seven deadly sins good transcends well, genre yes it, it does but i wanted to hedge my bet because i didn't really read a ton of stuff for this episode so i i, I said I, I better read something that they're both gonna groove on so i read the sarah first and and i loved it but my meat and potatoes is the dr fang right so and i didn't get to finish it like like that 
So we all need to because it was dope. Maybe yeah. for next um, episode, yeah. Dap and I could go yeah. into it because you know mm-hmm. you, you may not be here. So whatever. Well, the bottom line is that in a year which I think will be defined by smaller publishers coming out and doing their thing, for TKO to come in this late, and I know. I know 98% of the world has already done their best of 2018 lists already. All you fucking major yeah, media I outlets. That, even I don't understand how you exists. could do it before yeah, the end of the month. This yeah. is oh. the best example to throw in people's face because, yes. uh, again, I'm not even sure. I'm not saying any of these books will make it onto my Klosker's. I, I don't know. I haven't done my ballot yet. But okay. point is, if you haven't gathered from the last 30, 40 minutes, these, I mean, you literally cannot get off to a better start as a publisher than these guys are getting off to. For real, for real. From a PR standpoint, from a, you know, from a execution standpoint, it, it I, I have nothing, no criticism whatsoever of what I've experienced so far. Right. The only drawback for me was that I experienced these things digitally first. Right. Because, because after, sure. after looking at them, these are books that I need to have on my yep, shelf. Yep. Oh, absolutely. And that's a, that's very strong praise because there's a lot of disposable books, even really good books, like whatever. The books we talk about, yeah, some of them we read digitally and it's like, great, I don't need to, to have – I don't need to touch those. These uh, uh, TKO books I need to have in physical form so I can uh-huh. go back and read them again, especially – well, my only basis of a reference – aside from half of Dr. F- roughly half of Dr. Fang is Sarah. Like Sarah's a book I would like to read over and over. Yeah. Not, okay. not consecutively, but like say six months from now, pick it up. It's like, God damn, that was a good book. I'm going to read it again. You know, I need it to I have I kinda, it. I, I think I kind of want the singles only oh, but with, with, with the box only because I, they're already broken up in chapters and I don't, since I haven't actually seen any of the books, I don't know if there's any gut or loss with, with, with the trade. I just, I think, and if, and because it's a trade, I think I'd rather hold off for a hardcover on some of these. I think Dr. Fang will look amazing as a hardcover. Um, yes. Not that but, it trades disposable or anything, but I, I like the whole idea of, of, of the, the slipcase for the single issues. Right. I, I, of, I'm of the mind that if, you know, you're going to collect it and you have faith in the, the, the work as these, as TKO seems to have, I would have just bypassed, the paper and gun right for the hardcover. These the the art in these books is astounding, and they I think they need to be published in hardcover form, something that'll endure. They, but yeah, I'm I'm not I footing the I bill, disagree, so. but I don't know if right. I don't know if, if if going hardcover right out the gate. I mean, with that that might make them look something like humanoids or first something that right. you know publishers that 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 we're familiar with like Lionforge we 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 appreciate the work they do but we don't always just because you know Garth is doing a hardcover is that where's the but we know Garth can write the shit out of some comic books and we buy those monthly but it it's 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 weird it was it was who's to say that there won't be hardcovers later but um right yeah i i think i i i like the idea that you know depending on what you're in the mood for um now you don't have to wait and wonder. Well, there was a hiatus between the third and fourth issue. Not this time. It, it's so you get your issues, or you get your trade for the trade waiters who like you know looking all their spines on their bookcases. I I, I think it's it's nifty. I don't know if it's if it's a novelty that'll wear off for me anytime soon. But I I, I definitely um, I, I respect the attitude and going for it. Yeah, it's a it's a 
good plan, I think. I think it's a wonderful plan because um, speaking totally for myself, I'll start on a series and longtime listeners know this is very true. I'll start on a series and I just, because there are so many new comics to read, I lose track and I don't you know, I don't keep current. And But when you get all six issues at once in whatever format, you know, collected or individual, you can read them all at once and you can experience the story that it, the way it was intended to be consumed. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Huge, hu- huge, huge um, thumbs up for this stuff. And speaking Bagel. of great comics from this year, um, the 11 O'Clockers are looming. They will be. We will do the episode uh, at some point in January, as always. For you noobs listening, that is our annual year-end celebration of the year that was. We say uh, it's our favorites versus the best because you know best is subjective. It's just what floats our boat. Our favorites and a host of it's twenty-some uh, categories ranging from favorite writer to favorite writer artist to favorite genres like favorite horror. But you know we we run the gamut. And if you would like to participate, you can chime in. Um, easiest way to do it would be to go to our website, 11oclockcomics.com. And King Dap, the webmaster extraordinaire, has a tab. It's the second tab on the top right after episodes, the 2018 11 O'Clockers. Click on that. It will populate a wonderfully designed Google survey form for you. <laughs> uh, as long as you yes. put your email address in and it's your actual email address, anytime you go back, it will have all of the answers that you've already picked, so you can change your answers. You can leave a bunch blank for now and then go back to it. Bottom line is uh, it is a live, easily updatable, um, persistent document for you to use until we lock it down. And we'll let you know when we lock it down. Usually it's it's a couple of days before we do the show, so I can tally the results for the show. And this year, because of uh, we're cool like that, we've got not one but two special announcements to go along with it. Um, if we get at least 100 individual submissions, which shouldn't be a problem, we've had much more than that in years past, um, we will pick one of those submissions randomly, and the recipient will get a Marvel or DC Omnibu of their print. choice. Of, that's in print, correct, of their choice. Uh, and then the other thing, which we talked about in our backstage production meetings and have agreed to do, is that for the first time in our nine years of doing the O'Closkers, we are going to attempt a little something, something different. We are going to have a listener, a, a, a EOC Familia member, sit in with us and be the voice of the people. And it's and how requirements are, um, aside from having a Skype handle, you must fill out your you must fill out your form completely, yes. just like we do. So basically, all I mean, completely, completely, like 100. Yes, yeah, like, like, don't, don't, you know, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you didn't read it. it we, it needs to be filled out. That, that, that's what we're saying because, as all you old heads have heard, pastel classicers, we do the whole round robin, and and everybody has their category that they read off, and you need to be able to slip in and give your Favorite penciler, favorite writer, artist, favorite, and 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 you can, you know, as long as they're your picks, as as long as you fill out that 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 form completely, uh, we will um, pick 
a guest listener at random and uh and you'll be able to sit in the fourth chair for the episode and um yeah exactly right so once again the easiest way to go vote would be to go to our website 11oclockcomics.com and click on the link up at the top for the ballot uh i also did create a different shorter url so we could use it to hit up the social medias and whatnot and that is uh, rebrand like r-e-b-r-a-n-d uh, rebrand.ly so rebrandly slash 11 o'clock comics that will take you to the ballot as well so but uh yeah get it done people get it done with uh oh and um one other thing before we get into more comics it is december 20th as we record and that means we have uh 31 days before we are in need of a new eoc logo Mm -hmm. and for those of you who do not know every year we have the great privilege of asking for submissions from many of you who are fantastic artists and creators in your own right and we take all of those submissions and we pick a winner and that winner gets a couple things number one you become the banner art for the show for the entire year number two we use your image in cool merch in fact, uh, my sons all were wearing their EOC T-shirts last night when I got back from my birthday to show the love. Uh, and three, and for, for many, I think the big draw, maybe maybe not for some of you, for shy, if uh, we choose you and you're our winner, you get to come on an episode and sit with us as the fourth chair. So um, I, I'll hand it off to Vince in terms of what kind of technical specs you need, but... Uh, submissions are wide open so by all means if you want to submit please do and and also don't uh, be intimidated like um you know we get it's always hard to choose because there's tons of great submissions but like for by for sure many of our winners over the years were people that we are artists that we just got to know you know at the time of their submissions and then many have since become quite good friends but my point is if you're new to the show or you, you don't think we've seen your art before don't let that stop you like got nothing to lose it's true as far as the technical specs go as long as your work is in a uh, square proportion uh for example your width is the same as the height i that's what a square is um <laughs> and work i would work as um largely as possible uh because we don't know what this stuff is going to be parlayed uh, into could be drink coasters and t-shirts and whatever um, work in as high res as you can i would say 600 dpi doesn't have to be you don't have to work 12 by 12 you can work you know six by six or eight by eight that'd be fine as long as it's 600 dpi that we could you can dumb it down for submission and give us a nice easily transmissible jpeg but save your source file before you dumb it down as a psd or whatever and uh, make sure it's as high res as you possibly can work in and at least um go for eight by eight that's a good size eight by eight 600 dpi and where should they submit by the way i don't think we talked about that last week i d don't know maybe we should set up some kind of a repository well, could these, they just email things. one of us? Could they like email? Them? Yes, I mean, yes. You can. Why don't they um, email it to? Uh, do we have a webmaster address? Eleven o'clock comics dot com. 
We have um, admin. Say admin at eleven o'clock comics dot com. Do we actually have that such that we see it? We have. Um, yeah, I want to say hold on because I can't. They just email one of us at eleven o'clock comics Admin admin at eleven o'clock comics dot com. There okay. you go. And then it'll go right into the coffers and will be distributed yep. among the three of us and we all get to see it. And yep. we will put up a nice little gallery of all the submissions yeah. once everything is said and done. So mm-hmm. uh, the public can see the fruits of your labors. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, just, you, and you can post it. You can send it to us on Facebook, the group or Facebook Messenger or anywhere else you can contact us if you, if you feel yeah, like you it. You can definitely hit us up on Twitter and everything like that. Let us yeah, know. Yeah, any, hey, anywhere I, that you I feel comfortable. I sent it to you guys. So, yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, progress picks are always welcome, but don't expect any kind of commentary other than cool because i'm yeah. not gonna i don't want to lead you in any particular exactly. direction yeah. but i mean if you're if you if you're jazzed then share the love Sh- show us some stuff but uh past keep- winners have been uh we've had jonathan gordon twice such that yeah. he's he's been put in the hall of fame he's not allowed to win anymore he's verboten uh, daniel white, white. Yeah. uh and, uh um andy Jason, andy Jason gonzalez yep gonzo right zerzo g uh, penalta zerzo. yeah penalta yeah yep um and but problem? keep in mind don't use any copyrighted characters in your work. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Because then we can't yeah, use not. it. And yeah. that's not to say you have to feature our ugly mugs in the thing. That's what Jonathan did last time, and it's beautiful. And he Twice managed, now. Yes, and he captured yeah, us. And Andy did as well. Yeah, but you don't, you don't have to use us. If you can um, go the, uh, the, the route of just encapsulating everything that you think uh, that you s- hear in this show in a in a format like uh, a creature or a cosmic being or something or a superhero then then great do that you don't need to put us in it yes all right let's talk some more comics like jay gonzo did a nice cosmic one that was awesome that was oh really for cool. sure yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yep yeah the um don't and by all means, still still email the original because with compressions with Twitter and Facebook and whatnot, we, there might we might get some loss. So you can definitely show us what you're doing, but well, we still need the original email. Well, the no no the, the it, it, submissions do not have to. Don't send the original for if you're just submitting. If you're chosen, then we're right. Gonna, I'm sorry. Yes, because sorry. if a lot of people aren't going to be able to email a, a 200 meg file, sure, sure, because they're going to get big 600 DPI eight by eight. You know, just saying. Thank you. Good yeah, catch. Saving you some trouble. That's all. So comics. Woo. Yes. Jason. Where did he go? I'm right here. Okay. You you said that you wanted to talk about a book that I have no history with. Didn't read a lick of it, but I want to hear about it. Old Man Hawkeye. Oh, yeah, dude. All right. First of all. This hurts um, my heart because of the artist, man. I love the artist, but so I, why does it hurt your heart then? Because I'm not. I, is this is this its why own you be thing? Hating on my shit? I'm not hating on anything. I'm not hating on anything. Because first of all, it's Hawkeye. But it's it's. Secondly, is it it is it? Does it take play? It, is you it its right? own thing you, or is it? No, I, I need a minute. Good? I need a minute. I'll get it there. <laughs> is it is it its own thing or does it? If if, if you've never read Old Man Logan, like, will you be lost? good question okay so take it away okay um 
So, Old Man Hawkeye, 12 issue limited series. I did mention the first or second issue when it came out. Uh, the 12th issue came out this week. Um, it is a first time comics writer who I think gets a big thumbs up for his first comics work, Ethan Sachs, with art by Marco Cecchetto, Ch- Ch- um, who is a fantastically detailed Italian mm-hmm. artist. Um, as you might guess from the name, as, as David alludes, it is set in the same future, dystopian future, as uh, Old Man Logan, which uh, probably what came out, what, four or five years ago now? Maybe even longer? Probably even longer, right? Yeah. That was uh, McNiven, was it not? Sure was. It was the end of... Um, yeah. Uh, Miller. It was the end of right. um, the Green Series, but yeah. Yeah, and, and, that, and it's the same world. Um, it is before... It's a prequel. So uh, you do not, in answer to David, I'll answer David's question directly. You do not have to have read Old Man Logan to read the story. Okay. They establish the same setup. It's it's not, listen, it's not very hard here, right? We're talking about comics. Basically, it is in the future, and in the future, this particular future is a world where the, the villains won. The villains took out all the heroes because they, uh, they coordinated. What was the name of that um, 80s... Um, Set of annuals event where the the villains all switched who they attacked. Remember? Well, it was was an acts of vengeance. Acts of vengeance, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that wasn't an annual though. That was because you had the corner piece because because Spider Man became Captain Universe. Right, right, right. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. This is basically okay. acts of vengeance only with actual success. Like, what if acts of vengeance worked? Uh, it's it's a world where the villains team up together. They take out the heroes and basically do succeed in killing them and take over the world. And we're, I don't know how long it's, I guess, 20, 30, 40 years into the future, probably 40 years in the future. And uh, there really are no heroes left. And those that are left are uh, are in hiding, essentially. Um, and Old Man Hawkeye was introduced in Old Man Logan as his as one of his his partners in the mission. So um, but this picks up before that. And basically um, the setting is, is that Hawkeye is going blind and. He doesn't have very long before he loses his his eyesight completely, and so he decides that he's got one thing he needs to accomplish before he loses his sight and effectively his powers, because hard to be a great archer when you can't see. Um, so I was in on this because I liked Old Man Logan, like just out of curiosity, but this ended up being so badass. This is a 12-issue revenge action movie where Hawkeye... And I'm going to do a little spoiler here for people because I, I don't know how to talk about this without spoiling spoiling it. But the idea here is that Hawkeye has a blood vendetta and wants to make sure before he dies that he takes out and kills every member of the Thunderbolts. Now, for those that don't remember, the Thunderbolts was a series that uh, came out about 12, 13, 14 years ago. Love that series. I don't think Dap ever read it. Um, right? It's one of those... So series never read, if I'm correct, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, but the premise there was the old, um, the old uh, Masters of Evil went went legit, and they had different different. They they took on different uh, characters names and and were legit for a while, and then Hawkeye ends up being their leader for a while. Um, and the series ran for a good long good long chunk of time, five six years. But um, so it it dusts that off essentially, as it turns out. Hawkeye was betrayed. Uh, rather, the the when the whole thing is going down that that leads to this this future where the villains are winning, um, 
the Avengers and the Thunderbolts are called into action. And unfortunately, the Thunderbolts, because it's the, you know, the, the villain's plot to take over, sell out the Avengers and double-cross them, and it leads to the, the slaughtering of all the Avengers, hmm. with a few exceptions like Hawkeye. And if you know anything about Hawkeye, his one true love was Black Widow, and she is fucking gaffled by the uh, Thunderbolts betrayal. And so he has held that in his heart since ever since. And this is basically straight old Kung Fu movie style. Dude is going from place to place, seeking out the old Thunderbolts and killing them. And each one is progressively harder. And he's seeking them out one by one. He's got to take on Moonstone. He's got to take on Goliath, a.k.a. Atlas. He's got to take on uh, Songbird, a.k.a. Screaming Mimi. Uh, and it is freaking badass. And meanwhile, during this whole process of him traveling around the world, taking on the Thunderbolts and enacting his revenge, uh, he's uh, hot on his trail is uh, is Bullseye, who is the sheriff now. Red Skull's the basically Red Skull's the leader, shocker of the world, and uh, Bullseye's his his sheriff. And Bulls has got mad a mad hard on grudge against Hawkeye, so he's tracking him down too. So you've got Hawkeye basically a race against time, a race against his eyesight. Uh, and he's got very few allies in this world. Um, not surprising to many, his main ally in the book is Kate Bishop, AKA Hawkeye. Um, gotcha. and yeah, and it's fucking great dude. Like, cause it's, it's like he, he, he doesn't want to have to kill some of them. And he's been holding off on doing it, but like he has to do it at this point because he can't forgive them. And they, a lot of them have basically just been waiting for him. Like they knew for decades that at some point they were going to have to reckon with him. And uh, doesn't matter that he can't see. Doesn't matter that a lot of them are more powerful than him. He fucking is ready to kill him, and he and he just takes him takes them all down until there's a final uh, climax between him and I won't say which which member, but uh, and then Bullseye gets involved too. But, uh, yeah, I thought for, for Sax's first writing foray, this was terrific. It was, it was, uh, he clearly understands the characters. Um, it, uh, it was, it was totally well paced and, uh, the action was great. And I thought it was super creative how he has to kill each one because again, each one has different, different abilities, right? Like, like killing Atlas is going to be a lot different of a task, especially when he's 80 feet tall than, Killing Moonstone and uh, yeah, man, I just I just loved every second of this and uh, it's one of those series where very easy to just ignore it, forget about it because it's a tertiary series, not really in continuity, kind of on its own. And uh, I totally get that many of you probably didn't give this a second thought, but for sure, if you're a Marvel Unlimited person, um, definitely just flag this for when it comes available if you haven't been buying it because it it was an absolute hoot, absolute hoot. I'm going to have to get this in, in trade because yeah. I love the Thunderbolts. Dude, I know. If you're a Thunderbolts fan, this is great. Yeah. And here's a little bit of trivia for you. You already know the answer to this, but maybe our listeners don't. In what Marvel ongoing did the Thunderbolts first appear? Do you know? Mm. It wasn't New Warriors, was it? Nope. I would have thought it was Thunderbolts. Nope. No. Was it an annual? No, you said an ongoing. No, nope. it, it was um, actually a regular issue of a, a long-running Marvel ongoing. I don't know. 
Incredible Hulk 449. Oh yeah, that's right. Six copies, baby. Oh nice. I, I <laughs> loves I loves my Hulk. <laughs> well, you'll you love this man. I mean, because you and you can see on the covers. I mean, there's a cover of uh, of him up against Atlas, a cover of him against Beetle, against Moonstone. I mean, you know, it's just checking them off. It's a neat hook. It is, dude. It's super cool. Yeah. And Bullseye's cool because he's basically a cyborg at this point, which would explain why he's still effective 40 years later. My dude, the so Taskmaster. mostly master. adamantium? What's that? He's mostly adamantium now? Pretty much, not just, yeah. Not just a spine? Okay. Yeah. Um, my dude, the Taskmaster's in it. He's <laughs> old and busted. He's geriatric Taskmaster. <laughs> old and busted. Old and busted. We all have to look oh, forward to and, and how do you, how about this? Multiple man Venom. Uh, you know what? I, I I I dig that better than the dinosaurs. That's cool. I, I think that's pretty nifty. Better than a Venom T Rex? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. We were talking not about. Lie, Venom T Rex made an appearance in this too. That's kind of cool. I, I I will read this. I I've been a Mark for Chichetto since he um, his work on on Ruckus Punisher. It, it, he's he's insane. It's, it's the the work he puts the lines he does on a page is just I mm-hmm. I adore it. If I could have any any of his original art, I would I would gladly yeah. take some. I think he may have done some um, some Star Wars work recently too. But he is um, in another three years he'll be a Marvel young gun. It's just it's it's beautiful work and <laughs> and the fact that um, he uh, he's he's given something like Little Man Hawker where it sounds like he can just. Kind of let loose, yeah. I'm. I will. Yeah, it, it's fun. Listen again. This isn't high art here. This is just fun. It's fun comic. Right, right. Um, I, I just also before you move on, I, I just did want to say because uh, it is kind of keeping with the same idea. Um, the long-awaited and frankly overdue conclusion to the five-issue limited series of uh, Extermination. Uh, X, you know the X Men series that I've mentioned a few times, written by Ed Brisson with art by the amazing Pepe Larraz. Dude is a beast. Uh, did come out. It was delayed. I don't know whose fault it was for delayed. It was one of those things too, where unfortunately, because it was delayed, like they've already moved on, like in Uncanny and stuff. So you already know what happens, which kind of sucks. But in any event, that did wrap up this week as well. And um, I think you guys really don't care if I tell you that the entire point of the series was basically to finally put the Bendis. Uh, original X-Men back in their timeline. Do they do that? Yeah, they're back. By in the, by the end of the they are back in the original timeline and uh and and gone from 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 the current 616 without any knowledge of what they endured in the future? Uh maybe? Yeah. Okay. That's maybe. the only thing that really concerns me. I I have no, having knowledge of the, yeah I, I have no desire to no, I, I agree with you that i mean because yeah. it's is it's then, then you know anybody reading those pre neil adam issues it's like but why are you acting like this you're supposed to know that you know, what happened yeah to there's, 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 there's a bit of a MacGuffin. right yeah so so hank well, is, remember, is yeah, let off the yeah. hook it's like you go back right before hank brings you in or something yeah like that. It, 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 I, said, I get it, it it's I mean, honestly, since it doesn't sound like you guys are going to read this, they they get sent back. They do, of course, remember because they were sent back. And then they walk through the door of the mansion to presumably talk to Professor X. And it seems like they all forget. So whether it's... So that was, oh, so Chuck it was, it was probably, I think it was Gene. F fucker. I think it was Gene. 
It was Jean, I think. Jean wiped herself? Yeah. And, and I, it's, I, okay. Yeah. I mean, How could so. Jean wipe herself? Well, because it's kind of sexy. No, you, she, could, yeah, she, 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 she doesn't mind like the when when Bendis brought her back, I was just she was the worst part about the book. It's like, why are you in everybody's fucking business? And also, um, the 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 big reveal and spoilers to those that really do care or are planning on reading it. Fast forward thirty seconds. The big reveal is uh, Baby Cable, who was in charge of getting all this done, is back in his time frame celebrating. <laughs> he goes into his refrigerator and pulls out some drinks and hands them to somebody else off camera and says, "All right, well the timeline's back in order." Uh, we, we've got everything fixed. You can go home now. And it pans back, and uh, it's it's OG Cyclops, his dad. <laughs> so I can't wait to read these five issues. I have them. I just I it's I, OG Cyclops, I guess. And that's I think where it kind of got into trouble because I guess OG Cyclops apparently is back now, and I well, haven't gotten to those issues I, yet. If so. that's who that's supposed to be, that Laroca's drawing on the covers, yeah, I guess. So. Yeah. So I guess that was already spoiled, but. But uh, there you go. See, this is what happens when you it fall behind. Yeah, if but, only you put out all your books at once. Dude, when I see Pippi <laughs> LaRaz's Domino, which is dude, in his I just, dude. When I see LaRaz's anything. It, I, I know. Just, oh. you're, you're dirty. No, it's not a sexual thing. I just think oh. he draws her phenomenally well. If only I could have a Pippi LaRaz Domino for myself. Oh, wait, I do. Oh, there you go. So there you go. There's my Marvel Minute. Spilling over? Pardon me? Was that another beer spilling over? Yes. <laughs> oh, would you have these in the freezer? <laughs> what did y'all read? Why don't you just sip your beer instead of talking? I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what they tune in for. That's perfect. I, uh, well, you know, I've been teasing this for a while, and I kind of... Just a tip? Yeah. I'm... I'm not going to talk about this entire book because doing so will rob Mr. Price and anyone else who chose to read it of what I consider one of the most horrifying, disturbing... Plus, um, one of the co is hard out, which I don't blame him. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's an extremely disturbing arc of uh, interconnected tales called The Strange Tales, The Strange Tale of Oshikiri. And I will not get into that. It is the bulk of what um, comprises this book, which is called Frankenstein by Junji Ito. But I will talk about the the title story, Frankenstein, which Mr. Ito very faithfully, with some exceptions, adapts the Mary Shelley novel. One of the most faithful adaptations I've ever read. Uh, which is great, right? How do you improve upon a classic of literature, which Mary Shelley's Frankenstein undoubtedly is? Do you both agree with me on that one at least? Have you read Frankenstein? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a masterpiece, right? Um, and I thought going into this, it's like, oh, okay, Ito's uh, he's he's playing it by the letter. He's he's telling the story much like Shelley did because it starts off with Captain Walton on his ship and he has a passenger and it's Victor Frankenstein, right? And that's the way Mary Shelley's novel plays out. Frankenstein retells his tale to the captain of this ship who just happened to see in the distance a giant 
whipping a team of 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 sled dogs into into a fury so um going in i thought wow this is extremely faithful to to mary shelley's novel but then he tweaks one or two very important passages in in shelley's novel and kirby helped me uh he makes the original novel better I don't know why Shelley did not think of doing this, what he does, um, what Ito does. The monster is a horror. That's, I mean, that goes without saying, but um, Ito's Frankenstein monster is a devil. He's devious. He's cunning. He's extremely disturbing to look at. Visually, he's a cross between Christopher Lee's version of the Frankenstein monster and the way the monster was depicted in um, Frankenstein, the true story. If anyone has seen that um, Michael Sarazen played the monster in that. And he, he degrades, he uh, over, over the course of the story, he physically starts to decompose and degrade and he gets these giant pustulous dripping sores on his face and, that the Ito monster is more along the lines of Christopher Lee's depiction of the creature, which at that, I mean, if you're going to use that as a, a, a jumping point, then great. But I mean, whenever the monster is in the panel, it's extremely disturbing. He's just terrifying to look at, as he should be, right? But where it diverges from Shelley's novel, the the monster manipulates events to destroy Frankenstein's life. Um, Frankenstein had a brother, a, a much younger brother, and the monster kills him. And not only that, but the Frankensteins had a nanny. And Victor was very fond of her. Her name was Justine. And the monster takes um, uh, a cameo uh, an amulet that was given to his Frankenstein's brother, and he puts it in the possession of the Frankenstein's nanny, Justine. And she's um, charged with the murder of the young boy. And she's sentenced to the guillotine. N not so in the original novel. I believe she's hanged. But in Ito's version, she's beheaded. So when the monster comes to Frankenstein and says, I want you to make me a woman, Victor was at a loss for body parts, uh, specifically the head. And the monster brings Justine's head. And they fashions, he fashions the creature with Justine's head. And it is terrifying. Um, in the original novel, Victor never completes the woman. He thinks that, all right, my creatures are going to reproduce. Should I be successful? And I do not want more of these things running around. So he destroys the female before he animates her. And that leads the monster to kill Elizabeth. Um, so forget the universal Bride of Frankenstein. Victor never finished. He never completed the woman. But in this, in Ito's version, he does. 
and it is shattering. Wow. I mean, like the Elsa Lanchester, Bride of Frankenstein, the, the woman wants absolutely nothing to do with the monster. And it is, it's, you, you have to read it. I, this artwork is just phenomenal. It is probably, next to Bernie Wrightson, the best depiction of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein I've ever seen. The 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 creature is a giant, and he's he's just he just commands attention. Whenever he's in a panel, you can't look at anything else. It's the design is just impeccable, and it is gruesome as AF. You got th- this is definitely going to find a place on my eleven o'clockers just for the main story, which is his retelling of or his version of Frankenstein. But it's the backstory. This. Um, Strange Tale of Voshikiri. I can't even go into detail on this thing without ruining it for you. It's, it's, each one of the stories is connected, but you don't realize it at first. It's very subtle. Um, every story after the first will feature characters that have come before, and you're wondering, wait a minute, I, I know this character, and there's a reason why. And you, it, it plays out over a series of shorts, and it is one of the most horrifying, terrifying, disturbing, just unsettling things I've ever read. So if you like, if you're like me, and you like to get pushed into the dark recesses of, of your mind, get this book, Junji Ito's Frankenstein. It is, I don't want to use that M word, but it's, it's, it's pretty magnificent. I'll tell you, we either are going to have a lot of three-way tie votes from y'all, or we're going to have to expand the old classics to like 60 categories for how many books you both said are going to be on your 11 o'clock this year. You do it, too. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. <laughs> just, because you, just because you say you don't doesn't mean you don't. You do. I really don't. Okay. Did you finish Junji Ito's Frankenstein? No, no. I said I didn't today. I said I, said I, it, I, 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 I think what I've seen of it so far, it's fantastic, but... I'm just not in the mood to read horror right now. I just feel like I'm hard out, hard out. Well, I think you're doing the 11 o'clockers a disservice. Because, Why? Because you need to find something applicable for the horror category. And this is... A, that's my point. I've read a ton of horror. Well, I can, I can tell you that this is better than anything you've read. And you will vote for it. And we'll have multiple things represented. All right. That's fine. Damn. G- uh, David, two months down the line... Yo, yo, dude! I read this Frankenstein by by this Ito cat. Whoa, it was I'm great. I'ma speak on it at length. Did you read this one? Maybe, maybe I read it. Yeah, <laughs> sounds just like him. Got me pegged, dude. Yeah, the, the yo yo was first. the kicker, wasn't it? Yo yo, <laughs> it was the shizzle. So we got me figured out. But get get this book. It it is a masterpiece. There you go. Yep, I got to read it. Oh, yeah, not if you plan on sleeping. Oh, snap. Yep. No need to sleep. How do you make Frankenstein better? Holy crap, he did it. Very carefully. Yeah. So there you go. Dead air. Not dead air. Dap needs to talk on something. I will, um... Yeah, Sarah took the bulk of my time because, um... Then I tried catching up on something that I really wasn't, I thought I was going to enjoy based on the first two parts. And I kind of didn't as it neared the end, but I will co-sign on something Jason spoke about. A word? 
Um, yes, this is from Burger Books. This is LaGuardia. Oh. LaGuardia. Um, featuring Future and Citizen and Let Me Live and Grandma and Jacob. And I I enjoy the hell out of this. I, Even though you explained it and and got me interested, I it's still... There was still enough for me to experience where it you didn't give really a whole lot of weight. I thought it was I thought it was extremely well done. It looks fantastic. I love the whole idea of it between um the aliens that that have come to Earth, the ground zero's uh area in Africa and um and then you, you kinda have this little um men in black checkpoint type thing when everybody lands in LaGuardia and, and they have to um you know declare if if they're an alien and and it, it's it's just i want to know more about these characters i um yeah grandma's no fool, put more issues right um i i i dig future i'm more concerned about um about citizen who she left back in africa who um who uh, is, is a teacher um you might feel some kind of way for let me live. It was, of course, a plant that, that needs to be put in soil right quick. Um, but yeah, no, I think I, I, I did the concept of it. The, I, I'm, you know, whether it's Roddenberry's Earth Final Conflict or just anything that deals with, with, with the way things might be in the future and, um, but, but kind of rooted in, the technology we have available to us now. I, I always appreciate the the more not realistic, but just grounded in reality, I guess. It's, it's somewhat realistic. But I just I don't, you know, you don't need to make shit up. We've got plenty of of really um fascinating technology now that, that that can be expanded on. You don't need to worry about whether or not someone needs to implant a third eye and and be able to see it, it's just just keep it simple but i i think the uh it, there's there's some real world conflict as far as the whole aliens and and illegal or otherwise uh it's um i i, I like it a lot i i wasn't um and, and like i said i i think the art really kind of carries the story a bit so i have no problem with um keeping up with 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 the guardian it is a four issue series so i will um continue it as we get through these four issues so um if you didn't pick it up after jason talked about it then uh please do yourself a favor and do it now yep from burgermeister meister burger Burg books See, it's all it's all connected sure is all right we're gonna bring this sucker home damn wrapping no, up early. that was a question that wasn't a statement <laughs> If you're ready to go to bed, there. No, I'm okay. not ready to go to bed. I'm just thinking we're, you know, we can push yeah, it. Dinner at four thirty. You might be ready to go. Is there a cream of wheat tonight, or? Oh my god! Hey, everybody, we thank you for, for, for being here with us once again. Damn. Y'all know where you can get all these books and many others at Discount Comic Book Service. Remember, from Antarctic, exciting comics number one, one dollar nine cents. Black Mask says that nobody is in control. A miniseries, number one of four, will cost you a dollar ninety nine. And the collected edition of The Weatherman by Jody LeHoop and Nathan Fox 
will set you back a paltry $8.99. That's 50% off the cover price. Uh, what am I going to talk about here? I don't know. Heavens to Megatron. Heavens to Betsy. It, uh, in your travels, I recently received Volume 5 and Volume 6 um, of a magazine that is not published frequently enough for my tastes. But uh, when it does come out, it's a cause for celebration. It is illustrated and hand-lettered by the great, one of the awesome Canadians, Mr. Robin Bougie. And, of course, I've spoken about him in this magazine many times, but just in case you were paying attention, the magazine in question is called Cinema Sewer. And this is Volume 5, featuring an amazing cover of uh, Ilsa, the she-wolf of the SS, in all her buxom glory, flanked by two war wolves, cyber war wolves. And um, what Cinema Sewer is, is Robin Bucci's, a, like myself, he's a pig. He loves, <laughs> he loves porn. He loves um, exploitation and horror movies. And he's pretty damn knowledgeable on all those subjects. And what he does is he just watches the films and he comments on them and he illustrates them and he has um, some of the uh, the ad mats for various pictures. There's there's an article in in this one called Ginger Snatch, a childhood spent smitten with Miss Ginger Lynn, and it goes Ooh. through the the litany of Ginger Lynn's movies and how this is news to me but amber lynn was never her sister i did not know that i always grew up thinking that ginger and amber were sisters but they're not even related um he'll also tackle the women in prison genre and there is uh rob and lizzie go to jail the obscenity of extreme associates how they were they were um charged with obscenity dazzler the movie is in here how Jim Shooter penned a screenplay for Dazzler that was not to be and who was slated to be in the movie and who was not. And it's it's just uh, this magazine is amazing. The Dark Brothers, there's Tracy Lords and New Wave Hookers, um, The Legend of the Orgasm Bike, which is a Japanese thing, no surprise there at all. He will go into the history of the famous Times Square porn theaters, like the Victory and the capital um it's just great stuff and as an illustrator bougie's amazing um and he he does comics if you remember we talked about sleazy slice that bougie does with um our buddies jim rugg and many others but um if you are at all um inhibited let's just say don't get this magazine this book be because it's it's filthy it's very, very, very filthy. Um, Bougie, there's no censorship in this at all. They're just, um, some of the images are very pornographic and there's a lot of nudity and it's the, the sinful dwarf is in here. The sisterhood, megaforce, deeds, not words. Um, it's great. And each issue will take you. I see I double dip on this I get it in single issues when they do come out and I also get the collected editions the collected editions feature uh, at least 50 to 80 pages of new material so that's why I double dip but each issue would take you at least 
a week, two weeks to read. Um, there's lots of tiny hand-lettered copy, and it's just very informative, very engaging. Uh, Taja Ray, it's it's amazing. So get Cinema Sewer. That's just if you're like me and you like filthy, dirty exploitation movies and stuff like that, and horror movies, get Cinema Sewer. You won't be sorry. Yep. All right. Yep. Uh, in your travels, um, two things. Make sure you all have Selena's big score for um, the book of the month next week. Um, not the next episode, if we get together, if some of us get together on Sunday, but next week's, next Thursday's episode. I'm sorry, no. It won't be next Thursday either, unless uh, other people can't make arrangements. Then only two of us, and one of them won't be me, will be speaking on the book of the month next week. The other thing, uh, in your travels, I'm going to go ahead and say, because I was looking forward to it, I haven't had a chance to read it yet, um, Alien 3, the unproduced screenplay, issue number two. Of course, the screenplay by William Gibson has been adapted by uh, script and art Johnny Christmas and color art by Tamara Bondelaine. And it is... um, it it we get some uh, actually get some Newt who um, who bit somebody early on in the issue. Um, so we're, we're actually going to see the survivors, um, Newt and Ripley and Hicks, um, more so than we did in the first issue. But I still, as I'm flipping through it, dig the way it looks, and um, I'm all about reading the story that. Um, we should have gotten instead of the mess that we were actually given. But yeah, Preach. in your travels, read something. Read a very, what's shaping up to be a very enjoyable alien story. Word. Preach. In your travels, I have a book that came out nearly a year ago. And shame on me for taking almost the entire year to read it. Um, written by Ryan Lindsay with art and co-creator credits from our friend and one of Vince's favorite young creators, Mr. Eric Zawadzki mm-hmm. <laughs> with colors by D Kunif. I'm speaking on eternal. Yes. It has taken you a long time to read that. Yes. By black mask came out in January. Uh, Eric had tall told us all about it when we saw him, um, at uh, last year's New York Comic Con, right? That's yep. that's yes, right? last yeah. year. Yep. Um, like meeting like more than a year ago, uh, just to be clear. Uh, but it's it's freaking fantastic, and I got to say, I had an earmark to read. In fact, I had it in my comicsology library, um, and I was reminded of it when I was looking at a lot of the best of lists for um, a little preliminary research on the Oscars to make sure that there wasn't anything that uh, was getting so much uh, love that I needed to make sure I read it before your end to see if it was going to get my love. And to Eric and Ryan's credit, Eternal made a bunch of lists. And I think deservedly so. Um, it's it's cool because it's a novella. They call it a graphic novella. It's 60 pages. It's basically two and a half issues worth of comic put out in one, one single story. It, and I love that they didn't feel beholden to the conventions of the normal comic book format. And um, I, I think it's definitely Eric's best work to date. 
and I'm a big fan of his work. I think it's uh, at 60 pages. There's no excuse not to read it. It's uh, not going to take you that long. And it's beautiful. It's it's a story of uh, Viking handmaidens. Um, I'm sorry, shield maidens, I guess they're called. And uh, their leader is a woman named Vif, and uh, like rhymes with Sif. And she's got a legacy with her family and a sword that is uh, very important to her family. And, and it's it's tethered to her hand during the much of the book. And um, they, it's basically a, these women um, seek revenge. And uh, go out like good Vikings should go out. So it's self-contained. It's you know no sequels. You get what you get. And I thought it was really well executed. And uh, if uh, if you don't know from our talk of the dregs or this, uh, Eric has got a very very bright future ahead of him in this business. Very very bright. So Eternal by Black Mask has been right scroll down on his. His, uh, on his backing board his liner, for future his liner, his board, yeah. Yep, they love it. Nice. Dap and I, when did we speak on Eternal? Ooh, it's a long time ago, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. it's a great book. Yep, it's been a minute. Probably eight months ago, nine months ago? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yep, Perhaps, yeah. It's a worthwhile experience. I concur with Jason. How about that? No doubt. No doubt. So what else is up? What else are we going to talk about? We just did our inner travels, dude. Yeah, we got all this stuff done now. Now we can riff. We can have fun. Oh. Yeah. Well, I did um, I, I did mention a bit when Sanford was on um, because of his series, The 1000, this line webtoon joint. And I've really been enjoying it. Um, I'm going to assume most people listen to the Sanford interview, but if you didn't, line webtoon is a massive Korean-based uh, web publishing company. They are the dominant factor in uh, web comics across the world now. And they've been making a concerted effort to push into the North American market in the last few years. Honestly, I don't know that they've had like massive success in that, but, um, but they're trying. And um, so the thousand is the series by Sanford. We talked about what he was on the show, but I had mentioned at the time that I was digging a bunch of other, uh, series and um, I continue to. I think I think it's it's a lot of fun and it's it's astounding to me that there's this much content available for free. It, it does speak to how difficult it is to make money in comics these days um, when you're getting hundreds of series that are pretty high quality for free on a site like this. But uh, but I just wanted to mention it again. It's it's webtoons.com if you go to the website. But it's really designed to be an app. You just go into whatever app catcher you use and look for webtoons and you pull it up. But, um, but I am reading, uh, the 1000. I am reading, um, finality, which is, uh, by Warren Ellis and Colleen Duran. Uh, I am reading, um, urban animal, which is a newly launched series written by Justin Jordan with longtime EOC friend and listener, John Amor. Um, which basically that one is like um, uh, basically it's a version of, of Teen Wolf in essence, like in the sense that he's not a wolf. He, he transforms into something else. But but he's basically like it's the same kind of idea. It's a kid who, um, you know, he uh, he transforms when uh, and, and there's a family legacy for it. 
But uh, it's a lot of fun, man. Like, all these series are really well executed. I love the way that they're designed for the app so that you're doing a, a vertical scroll. Um, I think uh, Ammer gets it really well. Sanford gets it really well. Uh, and there are literally hundreds of series to choose from. You can sort by popularity. You can sort by genre. Um, I'm also digging um, – there's a series called uh, Boo. Not like that Boo, but like Boo, like gotcha, scared you. Uh, Boo, It's Sex, which is a um, – for those of you that like uh, Menage a Three, Menage a Trois, Menage a Three, uh, Giselle's web series that Dap votes for as his favorite web series every year, um, this is in in line with that, and it's actually written by uh, Danielle Corsetto of um, Oh, Girls with yeah. Slingshots. Yep, Girls with Slingshots, withdrawn by Monica Gallagher. So, uh, so digging into the crates from the CGS days, but uh, it's fun. It's like little little anecdotes about sex and relationships. Um, it's very cute. There's another one that I find clever. Uh, my giant nerd boyfriend, basically a uh, small petite woman, not a nerd, is dating a giant nerdy dude, which I can relate to because I'm married to a small petite woman who's not a nerd, and I'm a big giant nerd. So love that. Um, yeah, it's fun, man. It's fun. Like there's a, there's a, and there's a bunch more I bookmarked to try that I just haven't had a chance to yet. But but uh, it's and it's it's freaking free. So what do you got to lose, dude? Nothing. The world. Nothing. Nothing. Line webtoons. That's pretty awesome. It is. And there's tons of the manga stuff on there, Vince. Really? Tons. Well, it's a Korean company. Manhua. Yes, Manhua. And uh, there's even some some yaoi on there for you. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no. There you go. Now he's downloading the app. <laughs> hey, give me your surface. <laughs> My back is real sore. Can you? I mean, he's like, it? I already got it, Dad. Yeah, That's, I got your back. <laughs> Jesus, something really wrong with you. Oh yeah. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you for being here with us one more time. If you would like to experience more of this stuff in other forms, come to our uh, Facebook page. We have a group there that's always kicking. Uh, try out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash eleven o'clock comics. That's hopping too. We're on the Twitters um, a lot, and um, we're we're here because we just we uh, we love comics and we love you and we like to experience everything involved with the uh, being a fan fandom in general. So uh, do that, and in the meantime, bada 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 bada. Say good night. <clears throat> David. Ooh. Yeah, short. Damn. Night. David. Nice. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's right. Not bad. No, yeah, it was good. It was good. I'll get better next Not time. bad. He thinks he's been doing it for some time, right? Right. Right. So what else? <laughs> <laughs> It's the episode that never ends. <laughs> you, oh, we didn't talk about best defense. Uh, yeah, why? Why, why, why? Oh, that's what you were referring to when you said you weren't feeling the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Less, uh, l- less than half of it really, I really, really enjoyed. Whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. We need to speak on this. So I did <laughs> the, first, I, the first two issues of it I read, I really, really liked. Fucking Namor. 
no, no. Why didn't you read? It? You didn't read it in order. No, I didn't because I didn't. Um, oh, okay. I it was in order, which was fine because even yes. even the even yesterday's issue was basically like you know gives a recap on the recap page about the order it was in, and I I dug the order I read it in. Um, okay. I read the uh, I read Silver Surfer first, and okay. then Doctor Strange. I really like those two. Um, I think I'm at the point in my life where if Namor shows up, I just really kind of I I don't. I don't know what it is. I don't know when it happened. I just, I, I'm not, I don't feel Namor. I just, I. Damn, so you're not feeling Avengers either, huh? I'm, I'm behind on Avengers, honestly. Man. And the, um, just because of everything else that I'm trying to read, but, um, the Hulk issue wasn't, the Hulk issue wasn't bad. It wasn't, it just, it wasn't as good as far as I'm concerned as, as the surfer or strange issues. And, then I read the Defenders issue um, tonight, and uh, nah. yeah, it, it, it is it was it's kind of a way for me. I I I don't know. There were just things that I I I must have just I don't know if I blanked out. I don't know what the hell was going on when I was reading the Namor issue. I just there were things that I I guess that kind of were explained in the defenders issue that I, I missed. And I was like, it still really wouldn't have, I think helped the story had I known what I knew, but I, yeah, it, it was just, it was weird. I don't, I was hoping it was going somewhere else. I had expectations. Then that's my own fault based on what I had read. And then I see where they were going with it. And we definitely weren't aligned there. And, and it's cool. I, I know people dug, the, the Namor issue, they they've, they they enjoyed what they read. Um, it just wasn't really um, something that was for me, I guess. Wow. Whew. High school. I'm glad. I'm 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 glad it 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 floated everybody else's boat. Honestly. Nah, I didn't like the last issue either. I didn't read the last issue yet, so keep that on the on the down low. But, but going into it, I think this is f- my favorite Marvel mini event thing in a long, long time. Really? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Good I thought. You. I thought the. I mean, I and I've been. I backed away from Hulk for a while. My my mistake. But I thought the Hulk issue was great. Um, the uh, the Surfer issue was the best of the lead-ins. Obviously, yeah, it looked but, the best. Uh, yep, I agree. Oh, I think I think the story was great too. And, yeah, and and this uh, Carlos Mano on Namor. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. I love Mano's work. You didn't like the art in in Namor? No, David? I like the art. The art, the art was fine. Oh, I, I think um, Mano's a super beast. God mode. Yeah. yeah. But the last page of the, how can that not get a rise out of you? The last page of the Namor. It, it's um, it's it's an awesome what if story right there. Yeah, I don't. It just I I I think because of it, the last couple of pages leading up to that, I think I I just it, it's not like there was a disconnect, but it was it was we did all this, and I'm I'm reading. It was just to get Namor into space. Namor's That's it in her monologue, and I'm like I don't so because I didn't 
I guess I missed the part where this is on a completely different planet. And I'm like, I, I and and so okay, so now they're up out of the water, and and I'm not sure why, why you know, Namor can't breathe, and and then yes, I realized that this planet was part of the cosmic train, and um, I realize that now, but it was, uh, so, but so Namor's basically sacrificing himself, and then hey, that was pretty cool, you know, the the whole the what happens on the last page, but it just it. I don't. I, I guess I wasn't really tuned in. Um, uh, mentally, but when we got to the last, everything leading up to that last page, it it wasn't. It really it, it wasn't a, a straight line. It didn't. It it it. It just it felt forced. It's like okay, so if that's what we, if that was the whole point for us to get here, I just it it almost made the rest of the issue kind of feel like I, I I didn't need so many pages to read just to get to this last page and 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 then find out how it's supposed to all be connected and there, there were just parts of the whole story of of the lead-ins to get to that to get to the big number one that. It just we went in a really big roundabout way to get there and and it just it, it it there wasn't there wasn't a really nice flow in in some of the stories for me hmm. okay there you go i know comics should be ridiculous and you know and and, and everybody has their way of telling a story but uh, there were just parts of this story when because obviously none of them were a standalone issue. All of them were connected somehow. So you couldn't you couldn't just say, "Hey, that was a cool issue. I'm glad I read it." it it's they were all part of something bigger. And and I I wasn't aside from um things that you would pick up from what aside from like the last page or a panel like obviously the the Doctor Strange and the Hulk issue were connected. The stories were connected because of what Steven had in a bag. And obviously the Hulk and Dr. Strange stories were connected because of who Bruce is trying to find in town and, and, um, or finds in town. And, you know, the Namor connection is only because of the last goddamn page. And it, it's just, there wasn't Namor yeah, heard. I, I just, it, it was, I don't want to say it was a huge whiff for me, but there is just, um, really not, Feeling it overall, and it was um, the one, and and we never, as far as I, at least, I mean, I, I'll go back and and check it when we're done. But as far as uh, Charlie Brown in the bed sheet, I that never, I, I, dude, I don't 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 fucking get me started with that. I just um, and it it all seems to be. All, all five of it, well, at least the the last issue that came out, all seem to be a setup for um, where series. these characters are going. It's not even like we're going to get a Defender series now. No, we are. Because you're going, no, dude, it's like if you want to continue Namor's story, pick up the new Avengers, uh, Invaders series. If you want to read Silver Surfer, Kate's and Shaw are coming out with the new Guardians, and, and Hulk is in hell, and Doctor Strange is doing his thing. So it's like, I don't, yeah. it was, I. Well, I thought this was leading into an Defenders ongoing. That's what I was hoping. No, 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 no. Nah, son. Guess not. Thanks for wasting my time, bro. Well, I don't think it was a waste of time. 
I mean, not for you, no. not for you, and I'm glad for that. That really makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Haters gotta hate. <laughs> you know, hate. I'm honestly thrilled that people were able are able to enjoy this. See, I like it when they give me breadcrumbs and I have to follow the lead. I do too, because I was. I'm. That's. I, oh, it's a red sky. Oh shit! I wonder what this crisis is about. I, I dig. I, you know, I I like finding things that you know I'm supposed to follow along, and if you paid attention, that something is going to play out later on. I I like that. I I, I like playing detective and, and picking up clues, and I I appreciate some sort of a payoff at the end of it. Hmm. Well, again, I can't speak to it because I don't know. Right, I, I, right. I didn't read Best Defense number one yet. But I know Mephisto's involved somehow. Oh. Yeah. Which is cool. It is. But, but it looks cool. Yeah, and I'm a mark for the Defenders. Same. I, you love, love, love that, the old series. And, uh, I mean, Hulk's my boy. So I kind of had to read this. And I was... I was impressed going in, but uh, again. Cool. So, what do you guys think of the banner, the Stan Lee banner, on all the n- the new issues? I think it, it's it's understated, overstated. Yeah, what, I think it's think? a little too Spartan. Yeah, I know it's supposed to be in memoriam, but but it just doesn't seem to be a fair, a, a appropriate homage to Stan, who was over the top and boisterous and loud. Yeah. It feels to me like the black Superman armband. Yeah, like I think they'd be better off literally inserting Stan into like regular cover images. You know what I mean? Yeah, like something cover, yeah. where where he because that's what he was into. He liked making cameos, and he I just. Um, but I will say I do like that they have different Stan soapboxes in the back of everyone. That's cool to honor him. Like I think that's pretty neat. It may not be everyone because. Uh... Our good pal Caleb was at the comic shop and he flipped over a bunch of Marvel issues that came out yesterday and not, and I think only one of them, I think uh, Spider-Geddon or one of the spider books had the standstill box. The rest of them had a plain black cover. It was the weirdest thing. I don't know what the hell happened. Hmm. But I'm kind of, I'm kind of digging the fact that they dispensed with the, the, Lo- the title logo graphics. The logo's down at the lower right. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that too. I, I think I, that's I, I neat. Like the, um, just the, the standard cinema font for all I the just covers. wish they'd bring back the damn corner box already. I do <laughs> too, bro. You don't, don't need do it anymore, though. Yeah, you do. No, I'm saying that like they functionally don't need it. Well, so they don't do it anymore. It's not functional. It's 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 bring it back. D- it's Marvel's DNA. Glory days. I wonder if it was when Fraction was writing X-Men that kind of turned me off on Neymar. Because I, I, I used to think the character a lot. And well, it's just, I, I don't you know. You just don't like that he's Black Adam now? He really is, bro, right? Jeez. Yeah, he's Black Adam, yeah. Well, he's a king. Kings are dicks. Oh, I don't mind him being Black Adam. It doesn't bother me like it bothers that, but it is pretty much Black Adam. <laughs> I mean, I dude, you I mean, he... You you give me. A, I know he's supposed to be arrogant. And he's supposed to be a dick. I, I absolutely get that. But I, it, for whatever, like if he shows up in Fantastic Four and he's you know and and reads all Brussels because you know Sue's wet next to him. It's like I I, I, I mean I get you, that. You give me a group of maritime themed supervillains as a team up. That's true. I'm yeah, all about it. About it. Yeah. Yep. 
And there's the Invaders connection. Yep. Yeah, for you old-timey folks, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Those either born in the 40s. <laughs> Fight, those fighting who along, to give shit up for rations, yeah. She, fighting alongside Captain America and the, the original Human Torch? Come on, that's that's butter. And Toro. Taking on the Fritzies. Yep. <laughs> Bring it back. Red Skull, that's just greatness right there. Frank Robbins? Booyah. Shut Frank up. Robbins, Shut up. Shut your mouth. All right, everybody. Hey, we hope we uh, have done you proud once again. Um, and while we're at it, thank you for the response to last week's episode. We seem to have connected with a whole bunch of people on that. Yep. And uh, we thank you for coming on the Facebooks and replying. I think it was the most replies we ever received to an episode. I mean, people nice. were, were digging it. And yeah. um, it, it it feels good to connect like that. And uh, so you can rest assured we'll be doing more of that in the future, similar, in a similar vein. And um, just stick around because we have a lot, a lot of great things planned. Merry New Year. Yes. We love you so much and we'll be back. And uh, say goodnight, you freaks. Freaks? We're going to be freaks. Just say goodnight. Say goodnight. You freaks. You freaks. Freaks. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>